Hey, folks, sorry about last week and this week. Yeah, I don't know. This um, is a weird episode. It's a, yeah, it kind of feels not... I don't know. It just... We never really got going on any topics. It was we the wrong movie. Some, Transylvania uh, 6, 5,000. It doesn't... Gina Davis. Yeah, well, look what that got us. It got us to look in Google search. Well, we'll, we'll just leave that <laughs> for later. It's a good thing we were, it was between Elvira and Transylvania. Had we started with Elvira... Who knows what would have happened. Yeah. Uh, we ended with Elvira. We actually uh, watched a little bit of Elvira, yeah. and then we Googled a little bit about Elvira. I just don't know where it ends and begins, <laughs> and I'll leave it at that, and it'll make sense here in, in about an hour and a half. Or when you read the title. Yeah. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to stick with it, then yeah, I feel like you've kind of committed now. Yeah. But it's a long vagina, and I would like to get uh, the, the input. From mm. those who are on the text feed, the super fans, if somebody new, reach out. Yeah. TPTOPod at gmail.com. We, uh, we watched some wrestling on this episode. Well, <laughs> we watched two I- I- idiots, uh, two two geriatrics try to, to, to bring Rick back. Flair slap the shoulders. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> we, we talked about Flair. We talked about your meeting. I got to meet him. And uh, how that him. went. Yeah. That was uh, interesting. We, and uh, um, we broke for Gallus Pizza. We. Well, there's. I mean, there's we created a new chain of um, child-related pizza places yeah. that we'll leave alone. Um, Try to stay away from the diddles. We got a 15-minute um, dissertation on Peaky Blinders. It's just me trying to understand, bro, because it doesn't make any sense why you don't like that show. It doesn't make any sense. That's not interesting. I, I could not disagree more. So that's fine. I, we don't have to agree on things, but. If you have a, a, a feeling on Peaky Blinders one way or the other, mm-hmm. let's get that. Let's see where people stand on that. I suppose my general feeling just with British mop movies or shows in general is that they're just they're too verbose. What do you want? You want the rock flying around the screen? I mean, I don't no, know. No, I just like a couple, sen- couple threatening sentences is enough. We don't need 12. <laughs> I can't even. We're not going to go down this path again. This is not the... I'm clearly not, your, not. I'm not your son, so stop calling me son every time you threaten to do something new to my body. Also, you're. it's like you. Guy Ritchie has ruined you for a whole genre. It's basically what it is. Yeah, but that's... You need to get past it, because mm-hmm. this isn't... You know, Guy Ritchie is not directing these movies. Has Ray Winstone ever been in Peaky Blinders? No. I'd watch it if Ray Winstone Oh, there. I should have said yes. <laughs> I like Ray Winstone. Ray Winstone's fucking awesome. He's a good actor. I read a great interview with him the other day. He sounds like... A nice guy and an also a fucking scary guy. Yeah, I like. I loved him in Rome though. Titus Pudo, Titus Pulo. <clears throat> you gotta see that. We're thinking of two completely different people. What are we talking about? I'm talking about Ray Winstone. Let me look at this up. He was Frenchie in The Departed. Oh yes, two different people. Yeah, he's a fucking good actor. He's been in a lot of shit. Wow. And forty four inch. He's been in a lot of British mob movies that I like because they're well written. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Let's leave it alone. Enjoy the show. We're not saying it's our best, but it's something. It's, and it's always ever been something. It's so. in the bottom 60. Yeah, well, there's like 80. There's, this is 82. 82. So it's not It's not in the... Well, we don't know. Anyways, enjoy episode 82, <laughs> Elvira's Long Vagina. <laughs> it's, it's been stamped. <laughs> it's been it's stamped. First, in 82 episodes, it's the first time where we say the title... Listen, the intro. Here's what I want. I'm not asking everyone else to be a pervert, but go look at the picture. And, and we, remember... We already know your banks. Do this in class. Do yeah, this do, in it, do it in your woke class. MMP, if you have internet down there. Google 
Elvira nude and realize that you're not going to be seeing Elvira. You're going to be seeing the, the actual woman the as she posed in a 1970s Playboy. And it's very clear. Yeah, Cassandra Peterson. She's yeah. a redhead. And you'll, I think it's one of the first three photos that pop up. You're mm. going to see what I'm talking about. This is a long vagina. And it, I, don't, I just want to make sure that I'm not, because you don't seem to get it. I just think that it appears to be long because it's just you don't see where the line, where the vagina hole ends, and then the taint, and then the butt butthole. I have a feeling if she would have yeah, but you were talking yeah, you I were talking about hip displacements and like modern get, day shots. If you were to get into that photo and work your hands behind the knees and push the knees to the floor, you would see. And it might still be a long vagina. But, it's a long vagina. But the way she's <laughs> sitting, her butt is just squished. And so... Let me you, put it this you, way. I, I feel pretty confident. If you laid her out like that, you could park a bike. <laughs> like, it, you could you could literally get the bike in there. It would be yeah, secure and yeah. stand up without a kickstand. Let's That's get her on the phone. Can we, get, can we get Cassandra Peterson on the phone? Producer Burke... He says no. He internet says, guys, get the same <laughs> Yeah, we need to revisit the Google internet guys because there might be some, some sliced fried gold in there. But enjoy the episode uh, Elvira's Long Vagina. Holla. <laughs> Well, now it's weird. You said we were rolling. I wasn't sure when to start. We were rolling when I said we're rolling now. Okay, not, well, not to open welcome it. back to WFUCK. Can you see our, uh, our Oscar-winning film tonight? Oh, yes. Didn't this one actually win an Oscar? I doubt it. Transylvania 65,000. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum <laughs> at, his, at the peak of his powers, I think. I think this was when he was his Jewiest and looked his best. I would say Jeff Goldblum looks better today. Than I know. I'm just going in in retro. I just someone has to take the side of this Goldblum. He, he can't. He can't like just join the crowd of fucking sliding out of chairs, women yeah. like my wife. Every the time mal- older Goldblum comes on the screen, the malnourished, uh, sunken-eyed, goofy-looking Goldblum. The this is either just before or just after the fly Goldblum. Mm. One or the other. But uh, my house runs on solar power. Ed Begley Jr. over here. Uh, that's he's like the most green person I think probably on the planet in terms of his carbon. He probably has like a negative carbon footprint, and that's like a claim to fame for him. That's cool. Like everything in his house is 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 run on renewable energy. I should have started. I should have peed before, but this is the earliest safe sex in the history of WFUCK. You're not kidding. I've been minute, hydrating all day. Minute and, and twenty six seconds. Stand by. Safe sex. All right, we're we're back. Sorry about that, folks. Sorry about that. All Can right. I? So before we start and get too deep, and then you order pizza, whatever. What is the premise here? Because I have never seen this film. You you just told me Goldblum and Gina Davis with tits hanging out, and I was in. So <laughs> I didn't need any plot points. I'm just wondering if maybe you can and let us all know. Maybe. The uh, the gist of Transylvania Six Five Thousand. Jeff Goldblum and <laughs> Egg. I call him Egg Bedley. Egg Begley. Egg Begley Jr. Uh, they are. Journalists for a trash newspaper. Okay. Like a fucking Inquirer type magazine. Like like a of, Weekly World News? Yeah. Remember that when you were a kid and the line? I love the line in, uh, all, and that was that fucking movie. Don't. Uh, so I married an axe murderer. Yeah. Where he says to Mom, I really don't like how you refer to the Weekly World News as the paper. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all she reads. So it's the paper. It's that kind of newspaper and, uh, 
they got sent a video uh, from Transylvania, which I guess is a real place. I think there actually is a Transylvania. And it's it's a it's kind of like a Bigfoot video. It's mm. some guys who claim to have seen Frankenstein's monster in the woods. And Egg Begley and Jeff Goldbaum get sent <laughs> to Transylvania to investigate a Frankenstein video. <laughs> Egg Begley and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> it sounds like it's a band we started. Ed Begley, Egg Begley and the Goldblums, you know? Yeah. And I just can't get it over. I love Have you ever the, been on a plane that big, by the way? No. I love the intro music. It's so, per, like, it's a it's a pop 80s song they wrote for the movie. You'll hear it. I've always wanted to be on a plane that big. Like an Air Force One plane with an well, upper deck. That's like, what are they... I don't know what that is. I'm not a plane. Michael Richards is in this? Yeah. Kramer? Here comes the, here comes the chorus. They don't. They don't do this for movies anymore. Like they didn't like Sylvester. For a reason. Sylvester Stallone didn't say, "Hey, I'm gonna make the Expendables," and he's like, "Hey, I'll write the song." Was there a montage in Expendables? I'm sure. Well, there's probably like, like fucking Predator montages, like with like muscle, like close-ups on muscles and stuff. (laughs) I was just listening to somebody. It's probably Corolla. Matt just creamed his pants. (laughs) Talking about how like I like how the uh, what's. Billy, is it Billy D. Williams? Is he in Predator, or, or is it... No, it's Carl, Carl Weathers. Weathers. I always mix those two mm-hmm. up. We've talked about this yes. many episodes we, Yes, ago. that's one of our early episodes. But they, he made the joke of, I like how Carl Weathers gets accused of pushing papers behind a desk for the CIA, but he's still, like, ripped to the point that he's, like, sweating just from standing there. <laughs> it's like, when's the last time you saw a paper pusher with any government agency look like Carl Weathers <laughs> in the movie Predator? And that's his, like, and, and that's a part of his job, too. Yeah. Like, you're a pencil pusher that occasionally goes out into the Colombian jungle and fights extraterrestrial aliens. Mm-hmm. All right, who are they actually? I don't want to get into this, but <laughs> I do want to ask. Let's just get right into some meat. So, anyways, we'll wrap up here. They, they go to Transylvania to investigate. Yeah, long-winded. They end up finding all of your classic monsters, but you actually find out that they're all just townspeople that... Aren't actually abnormal at all. Like they do find Frankenstein's monster, but he's actually a bus driver that got mangled, and they put it back together, and his jaws wired shut. That's why he can't talk. They have all these sort of lighthearted, funny explanations for what all your classic monster movie mm. people are. Gina Davis is a um, nymphomaniac vampire. Ooh, yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, we have some uh, Prime some meaty with meaty news. We do. We you we do, don't we? I don't know. Well, we have the great Ric Flair embarrassment of 2019 we need to talk about. So I'll fill in some of it, and then since you were there, of course. So as we discussed last week on the pod, (laughs) the potential greatest day since the birth of my daughter, most oversold thing in the history of radio. It's not, this isn't radio, whatever, but nonetheless. Uh, So I got a text from you, sure enough, uh, at 11 Mm -hmm. on Wednesday. The day after, uh, two days after we potted, and you know, text message from your guy saying Ric Flair's coming, Nature Boy, woo! Yep. And I was like, well, I can't go because I was actually at a, a vendor with me on a ride along, and it just wasn't going to happen. My parents said I can't go. Yeah. They found a note. And I, I really wouldn't have come anyway, and and this is the reason why because you have said mm-hmm. that uh, you cert- most certainly made the Nature Boy uncomfortable, <laughs> and that he does yeah. refer to himself as the Nature Boy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the discomfort Carry was, on. was not my fault, and the, the owner of the clothing store even 
at the end of all this, I'd say maybe two hours later, called to apologize <laughs> to me because it was really kind of on him. Ric Flair is the kind of guy where you probably ought to run the whole, hey, can we take some photos of you while you're in the store today thing past him before you have your hired photographer standing there next to him with the camera ready to go. Mm. So it's a very, it's a fairly small space. It's not a huge store. I'm standing there. We had had a meeting prior, so my <laughs> camera's out. I've already been taking some shots, and Flair's Mercedes pulls up. It's him and his wife. What kind of Mercedes are we talking? I didn't see the rear end. Is so it is know. it a newer? Can you, you could tell it was a newer model, older model? I it's probably uh, within the last five years, probably. Sedan. Yeah, it's a sedan. S class, you think? I don't know, but it was that sedan where it like it, it's narrow. It, it's like it gets narrower on the ends, if, if that makes sense. It doesn't, but we'll roll. He tell you with the story. Uh, he pulls up, and right away <laughs> the store owner's points out that his wife's with him this time. Oh no. And when he comes walking in, he's like, the boss is here, mm-hmm. the business, you know, the money man's here, this, that, and the other. And the store owner, admittedly, after the fact, in his head right away, thought, like, we're not going to get any pictures. Yeah. Um, and Rick's got, like, a hospital bracelet mm-hmm. on. Probably, you know, at first I thought, like, Jesus, is he in poor health? And then I also thought, if he's about to go do some performing probably have to do some physical mm-hmm. type stuff and get cleared before you go be on TV or stage or whatever. Yeah. So he walks in, or she walks in, then he walks in. He comes in in a, a navy blue polo shirt, uh, gym pants, like mm-hmm. the, the billowy kind, mm-hmm. and Nike slider flip-flops. Nice. Very cash. Yes. Blonde, bleach blonde hair, all slicked back. Yeah. And he walks in, and he's just, he's really he's, he's the nature boy. He's on. Yeah. Uh, but he's charming. It's not like it's like it's not as he's it's charming and it's not disgusting. You know what I mean? Like it could go that way. We're like, all right. Dude. If Terry Funk walked in, it would have been different. We get it. <laughs> I'm here to pick up my suits. So he walks in. He's showing his wife everything, and she she's in like house clothes and like sunglasses inside. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, all right, like still pretty hot. She she's almost sixty. For her age, that's what my dad asked. He's like, what, what, is she like 28 or something? I'm like, no. No. No, no. No. I said, I'd put her at 55 maybe. Yeah, she's, I, that sounds more right than 60. Um, we'll say 55. But incredible. Brent, I'm not trying to, we'll get right back to it. But when they went on their little, what, Islander vacation down in the Bahamas or wherever mm-hmm. the fuck they went, she, he was post, well, it got posted her in this bikini and it was like, whoa. Is that her? Yeah, that's her. That's what yeah. I met. Yeah, that's her. Yep. Yeah, I mean, she was nice, but she was also in, like I said, she was in house clothes, and it admittedly had just come from the gym, although I was like, D- who who goes to the gym in, like, baggy sweatpants? Anyways. Rick um, Flair does. Well, like I said, he was wearing, like, gym pants, like mesh material, like real comfy stuff. Okay. So he, uh, they all, they walk in. And it, it starts to get awkward because there's only four people in the room, and the store owner, at this, you know, five, ten minutes goes by, has yet to introduce me. Mm. I'm just some guy standing off to the side with a camera set up. Oh, Lord. Because That is awkward as fuck. There's that's, that's the reason I'm there. And uh, Rick goes to the fitting room, puts on some trousers, comes out. He's standing on the, the block that you stand on for a tailor to get, get them pinned and set. And he's lamenting the fact there wasn't time to do anything custom. And he says, you got to make this look, you got to make me look good. You got to make me look like the nature boy. This isn't custom, but you got to make it look custom. Mm-hmm. You know, I was waiting on a whoop. You know, yeah. 
And it's around that time oh, when no. I finally get called over. I said, Rick, by the way, this is Brent. He does all of our social media. If it's all right with you today, he's going to take some photos. Oh, no. And Rick just looks at me, and uh, he shakes my hand. He's nice. And mm-hmm. then and then, sort of the order of things. He calls me over. We shake hands. Rick says, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Then Neil, says, uh, Neil the store owner, says... Uh, He's going to take some photos of you today for our social media. Rick looks back at me, gives me one of those awkward, like, up and downs, and then looks back at the store and says, uh-uh, man, not today. And I was like, that's totally, and right away, I was like, totally cool, Mr. Flair, not a big deal. And he's like, he said, yeah, I mean, if you would have told me, I would have come dressed ready to go. We could have done all kinds of shots, but it's not looking like this. No way. <laughs> Which, I mean, in fairness, I remember at the time, I was thinking, like, how much different would you look? Not in much. <laughs> he would just come in one of his custom-made suits. Yeah. And so... You know, I was like, not a big deal. Totally get it. Walked, you know, backed off, put the camera away immediately. Like, I'm not going to try for round two here. So that I go, is interesting. So I go to pack up. I go to pack up my stuff. I'm getting everything put back together because I'd been there earlier doing some other shit. And, you know, the owner walks past me and I said, just so you know, I did get some cool shots of you earlier out front. So we got some content for the social media this week. And I guess Mrs. Flair misheard me. <clears throat> And she goes, no pictures, guy. Something along those lines. God. I was like, I, I immediately was like, oh, I didn't take a single photo. I didn't even turn the camera on. She's talking about pictures I took of the shop owner earlier. Totally understand. She goes, yeah, I mean, you have to understand, like, we would have to talk about what you're going to do with these photos. And I said, oh, yeah, I mean, if we were to take any photos today or at a later date when he's comfortable, they're just for the Instagram page. And she goes, yeah, he, you can't just use his picture to promote stuff. And again, like, it's not my company. It's not my brand. I work kind of, like, not even part-time. It's uh, it's freelance. It's remote, really. Yeah. Like, I do remote photography work and social media. For, I was like, I totally get it. And the whole time I'm like, you're telling the wrong person because this wasn't my idea. This isn't my company. But I'm the target now uh, of the of the ire, so to speak. She's like, I mean, he's not just somebody. Oh. And I was like, I know. I said, I, I, I totally get it. I said, we're just social media-wise in the habit when anybody comes in and they're doing something custom or having something pinned, we usually take a few shots just to put in the stories that go away within 24 hours just to kind of show people who follow us what the goings-on of the day-to-day are. Mm. And she said, yeah, well, he's not just anybody. Mm. Like, I, And at this point, I'm like, I want You should just disengage, bro. At, at that, well, she's... <laughs> At that point, I wanted I wanted to say, "Lady, I get it," but I also I'm thinking like, "He ain't that fucking famous." Like uh, you're- now you're playing with fire, <laughs> sir. <laughs> my gut would be like, "Listen, it's Ric Flair, not Tom Cruise. Pump the brakes a little bit." Oh man! <laughs> like just in terms of you would have not been doing level. any freelance work for that guy anymore. No, I kept it and to try and make myself look like less of an asshole because the store owner is dead silent during all of this. I'm thinking like, dude, you could be. You could be over here taking the punches instead of me. I'm mm. only here because you asked me. To <laughs> yeah, it seems like he should have popped in on this. So I said, I you know, my I kind of cut it off here. I was like, well, it's just so you know, I've been here since 9 a.m. We do shoots almost every day just for the social media. I'm not here just for uh, Ric Flair. I happen to be here wrapping up some other stuff, and he asked me to stick around in case he was okay with it. Totally understand why he's not. Totally understand your concerns. I'm not going to stick around. It's totally cool. And I left, and I was like, God damn. <laughs> but, yeah, it was the look on Ric Flair's face, like, just sizing me up, up and down. I was like, yeah, no, he made him uncomfortable. Pretty sure I pissed off his wife. 
So anyways, about two hours later, I got a call from the store owner apologizing for not having cleared it with him ahead of time. He's like, you probably shouldn't have had your camera out. I'm like, well, yeah, in hindsight, but I mean, you talked to him at nine o'clock this morning. That would have been the perfect time to say, hey, is it cool if I have a photographer here for him to say no? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have even ever been there for that. So all that being said, in um, hindsight, I made him uncomfortable. I saw him again on Friday because I was back over there uh, meeting with a model that we're using for some shoots and Ric Flair walks in in a burgundy suit to pick up some his other suits for I guess he's heading out of town because he was on stage somewhere he was on stage at the State Farm Arena for something on Friday well this is what I was getting to so I had I, the reason I wanted to hear the story one because it's it could have been funnier but it was a good story I'm glad you should have just disengaged yeah. none of this was your fault you were put into yeah. a bad spot and yeah, I think you probably handled it with as much grace as you have and for all your good qualities Grace is not one of them. So if this is if the way you're telling the stories is how the story went, then I applaud you, sir, because that's you yeah. did well to to try to disengage before you lost business and yeah. lost a chance to do all that. Having said all that, yeah, the man's everywhere. All yeah. of a sudden, yeah, he's throwing out first pitches at Turner Field. He is at the Atlanta United game on Saturday. Yeah, he does the the, the nailing home of that terminus spike. Right. Yeah, he now, did listen, the spike, and he was at something and, Friday and night. And the whole time he's up there, and you know I love Rick, mm-hmm. but the whole time he's up there, it's like he's just a little bit off. And then it, it hit me that we got an email. <laughs> oh, from M&P. From M&P, I have it right here, where he had said, if you can get Rick Flair to catch up, it would be amazing. Although, based on what I've seen about and read about the Nature Boy and his current state, well... I'll put it this way. I'm not really sure he's playing with a full deck of cards anymore. <laughs> and here's my concern. Mm-hmm. I think M&P and I are correct in our assumption that Rick's not all there. So I made And a, I would expect it to be, listen, I would expect that. Most of these wrestlers are dead at 45. So I made a brain damaged former wrestler uncomfortable. But I'm so, here's my, this, this is a layered story. I, I think it's interesting that he was able to say like, here's my, the whole premise and you, then you'll understand what I'm, I, for a while, mm-hmm thought that once he survived that crazy <clears throat> organ failure right. a couple years ago, got married <coughs> to that lady who he's known for, she used to be his side partner, his little sidekick and while he was wrestling. Mm. You saw this, this, and then, like I said, you see the football players doing Ric Flair woos, yeah. and he, so he'll go to the camp and talk to the football players. Right. Or then you saw... His social media presence really expand. Yeah. And you see, like, I'm scheduled to go to Dragon Con, or I'm scheduled to go. And, like, I mean, he's Ric Flair. He's really cool, but Dragon Con? Yeah. Like, and I know that he's so, I know that it's Ric Flair, and he has, he's gone past the casual wrestling fan right. awareness. He's deep into the culture. When we talked about this with the songs right. and the rappers right. and all the shit, but I really thought that lady was, it was like a bur- weekend at Bernie situation. <laughs> I've been thinking it for a long time. Yeah. Because I'm like, I know he's showing the videos where he's going to the doctor. He's got yeah. the, you know, he's doing the thing. He, he stopped drinking. He's working out. He he's doing real good. workouts. He yeah. looks good. The shop owner that I work with did point out from a tailor's perspective, he does seem like he's a little wobbly, he said. Like, he doesn't seem like he's sturdy on his feet. Right. But physically, I mean, he's a he's a big man. Yeah. Like, he's a, he was impressive to stand next to. Yeah. Like, it, the tailors were even commenting, like, it's going to be hard to make these off-the-rack clothes pass for custom because he's so big-chested and narrow-waisted. Mm-hmm. It's like, for a man his age, he looks pretty damn good. And then that's, so on the Saturday game, Mom and Dad were at it, 
Mm-hmm. And I was watching it, and I was like, oh, sure enough, there's Rick. Yeah. Because he's at everything, like I said. Yeah. And he's doing, and I see him do it, like, he when he went on college game day, I was like, God, could somebody just calm him down a there little bit. There was something that Dad commented on, I think it might, it was a UGA game of some kind, maybe this, where he was out there in the robe, like, front and center, really yeah. trying to be the center of attention, and, and to, to specifically be chosen to do something, and, and, they, yeah, yeah, and yeah. somebody else did it. Well, yeah, he wasn't. It was it was a rap. It was Jeezy. That's right. Was, yeah, that young rapper. Jeezy, yeah. and Rick was there in, in in full garb, and that's the thing. I that, just in that feel, particular instance, Dad felt like he was making an ass out of himself. He, I'm just. I don't know if it's an ass. I don't know what it is. But you know, I know he was broken. I know that anything he can get right now, he's going to do. If right. if someone came to him right now with a blender. <laughs> and wanted to call it the Ric Flair Blender, they'd sell him on that real easy. Yeah. But I had the suspicion that it's the woman, and I, I think I'm right. I yeah. think she's she's doing what's best for Rick because if he goes away and into solitude, yeah, he'll he'll die soon. If he yeah. gets to stay and play Ric Flair for the remainder of his life, and they can both make it mutual, but so that they can have a house, a Mercedes, live a lifestyle that he's kind of been telling the whole world about for 40 years, and even right. though we knew there was points when that man was in a Corolla. Like I remember when my aunt met him at the airport, <laughs> and I, you know, and she sent me the picture, and I put yeah. it on Facebook. And I'm like, Jeff, Lear Jeff flying, you know, all that shit. And she was like, eh, well, he was in coach with me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So for, but for him to be able to, to be up and mobile and doing these things, and that was pre health scare. Yeah. But um, I'm happy for him. But I, I definitely think it's a situation where he right now he is a puppet. Yeah. And she's pulling the strings. He's willing, though. I think he probably likes the attention given his past persona. That's what I listen. That's what he has sold. He has yeah. sold himself to say, "I'm willing to stay on here as long as I can be Ric Flair." Yeah. Not Ric Flair. Richard <laughs> Flair. His name. Right. Ric Flair. Not Rick Schmear. Not. Oh, do I have a story? <laughs> but I, I want before you go into it. I want to say, based on my experience, your assumption is was somewhat affirmed because. When he came into the store the first time, the day I saw his photo, it was just him. He took pictures with everybody. Mm-hmm. He and, open and was and, super cool. Mm-hmm. When he came back with his wife, the shop owner later would tell me immediately in my head, I thought, we're not going to get a single photo, not mm-hmm. even not even like a fun one of just you and him for us. Mm-hmm. And he was right. Mm-hmm. And the proof's in the pudding. When asked directly, Rick said, not today, but next time, if you let me know, I'll come dressed and ready. Ready to fucking go. Yeah. And Five minutes later, when she mishears me about taking photos, his wife was very clear, like, "You no photos. Right. Like, we have to well, talk about what you're going to do with them. Because, again, She's for her right now, the, the reason that I laugh when I think about Rick going to a, a Comic-Con, I saw the documentary that Carrie Fisher did about her and her mom. It was, yeah. like, a couple years before she died. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's, I mean, it's really great, considering that it's really not much more than following Carrie Fisher around Hollywood while she goes to... Comic Con, Dragon Con, <laughs> living in her awesome house in the Beverly Hills that she had just done crazy stuff too because she's Carrie Fisher, telling old stories about the people. I mean, it's just a great thing. But when she she doesn't like going to these Comic Con, she didn't like going to these Dragon Con, whatever it may be. Yeah. But one, I think she did feel a bit of responsibility that these people that that she is a conduit. She said it. They're not coming to see Carrie Fisher. They're right. coming to see a conduit. They're coming to see a piece of themselves and Princess Leia. Yeah. She, so when she's there, she's like, I'm here for Princess Leia. I'm here to, to be for that person and get paid for it. Right. So when Rick goes to these things, you know, they bring a picture or they provide the picture. Right. But for 40, he'll sign it. 
okay, once the signers come through, now because that's what I learned in this documentary is that it's just stages like anything else. Yeah. The people come in, sit at their booth, sign their things. Yeah. For the, for those who only want to pay X amount of dollars for the signed photo and maybe a quick, you know, selfie. Yeah. And then there's the next fucking level. Are you uh, for one twenty five? You can. She'll go into. There's. They take you. They took Carrie Fisher in this case, and I know they've done it with everybody else, including Ric Flair. Yeah. You go back behind some curtains where they've set up. It looks like an Olin Mills studio. You know, when you're a kid, <laughs> and you walk in, and there's like different colors and like yeah. drapes, and they'll find the right one. And and for her, they put out a stool. She sat on it and did like whatever improvised photo picture you wanted. Mm. So you got to have a moment. That's yeah. what you paid for there. A professional there. photo. A too. professional photo. With Carrie Fisher, having fun. She she was good spirited about it. I imagine some after two hours would be like, just stand right next to me, put up a fucking number one, and let's get out of here. You know, <laughs> I don't know how, but to me, Ric Flair strikes you as a okay, guy. Okay, all right, bud, all but, right, you come but on here's in the thing. here. We do the peace sign. All right, we're good. All right, come on out. You're in next here, bud. One twenty five to my wife on the way out. Woo! <laughs> And that's what, when he was at the... I'm happy to be playing for the fine city of Miami. Yeah, of Ohio. Miami of Ohio. Whatever. Shit. Shit. (laughs) But but when he's at these these things now, when he goes, like the Spike thing on Saturday, he does all the old Ric Flair things that he used to do when he was in the ring, but he doesn't stop doing them. It's like, Rick, hammer the Spike, man. There had to be somebody down there saying like, oh, Mr. Flair, (laughs) can you just do the one thing you're here to do, sir? (laughs) Yes, yes, we see the woos. Yeah, it was almost as though he did the devil's shoulder slap in between each hammer hit. (laughs) And like, because I remember thinking like, this is... I it's saw too that much. Like, this it's, is going on for a while. Yeah, it's too much. But because man. I had just been in his presence twice in in one week after Friday night was over, I was yeah. like, I want to know what he was doing. He he introduced some something at State Farm Arena on Friday, some sort of event band. I, I don't know. I don't know either. And I know. Might have been a Hawks game. Who in knows? public, it's who knows if they'll actually go at it. There's no way they will. But I read online recently that. Hulk said Hulk Hogan said something about Ric Flair oh and his health, and Ric Flair said that he's still healthy enough to kick Hulk's ass. Oh God! And this both, is the last thing I want to see. <laughs> and they're both making an appearance was, on Raw it, on Monday oh, today. No, in St. no, Louis. <laughs> yes, no. Hulk and Ric Flair. Well, I have to watch it now. Hulk and Ric Flair are going to be on Raw, I believe, tonight in St. Louis. What in, time does Raw come on? I don't know. Well, we need to find out because we're certainly not learning anything from Transylvania 65000 right now. Especially if I'm about to find out that all my childhood memories are about to be completely spoiled on national television. I thought you were leading to this. I thought you knew this. Fuck no. I had no idea. Yeah, he'll be on Raw tonight uh, to finalize his team. What's this video? Oh, they're already promoting this nonsense. Uh, Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Ric Flair. This is from September. Because yeah, this that's a raw reunion apparently, tonight. Apparently, even though he's doing his other stuff, he's been a, a presence on Raw since or since SmackDown. Started. He's broke. <laughs> this is what he does. He gets to be Ric Flair. You're not comprehending what I'm laying down here. The man is not. Go- oh, this is gonna be. If they do any type a, of wrestling, uh, this is a commercial. Because they can't. They can't do that. I don't want to, here's the thing. Well, I don't think that if Rick or Hulk, I'm pretty if, sure Hulk would kill Ric Flair. Listen, Hulk's probably still in good enough if, shape if, to do if, if Hogan a goes, if, if either one of them falls poorly, we don't this have to listen to was, This is what he was wearing when I saw him the other day. If either of them falls poorly, you're talking about a legitimate injury. Not like, oh, retiring from wrestling. I'm talking about like, oh, Ric Flair's dead in the ring. <laughs> I don't want this to be a Dale Earnhardt situation. I watched Dale Earnhardt li- die live on television. <laughs> No one even thought it was happening. It was the most, you know, nothing thing. I don't know why it's not playing. Now, what I was going to say was, 
Um, anyways, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say, but I don't want to see these two go at it. Look at this. Look at this loose, tanned, awful skin. Their hair color's the same. As the greatest draw in the history of the company, oh. you and Austin Taker, but if fire being in this damn ring, nobody touches me, brother. <laughs> you got that? Whoa. sorry. Okay. You know, brother, oh, no. Like you just wanna no. Oh, no. Oh, they're not even. They're 12. They're not. Oh, <laughs> this is not good. When was this? This is September 30th. This is a couple weeks ago. No way. This is exactly what he was wearing last time I saw him. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no! This is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is so sad. This is so sad. I mean, they, this... Here's Mike the Miz, who got his start on... Real World. Real World. Yeah. And doing, he was doing wrestling on it. The character of the Miz, I remember him doing that on MTV. But you gotta admit, we're definitely not... Spring chickens anymore, brother. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. So that doesn't mean, brother. It was a bit. That we it was can't a bit. One more page on our legacy. No, no, no. This Don't. No more, no more. No more pages. This is great no, it's for not. All the wrestling fans. At Crown Jewel, no. There will be a historic match. So. Anyways. All right. So Team Hogan. Team Hogan. Team Flair. Yeah. Yeah, th th just mute this. <laughs> just mute this right now. This is. Um... <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm interested to tune in tonight to see. The funny thing is, is on the heels of all that on Friday night, Chris and I were up, uh, and I I sought out SmackDown because I know that's a Friday night thing because I wanted to see if Ric Flair was going to be on SmackDown because that's what I thought all that suit stuff was leading to, and he wasn't, and I couldn't even find the live SmackDown, so I just put it on an old one and we watched. We watched some wrestling for a little bit, and Chris was like, I can't, I can't watch anymore. <laughs> so, it's like, I was thinking, like, I don't know how I'm going to sit through Raw on Monday to see well, just, him come out. You don't. <laughs> Do you think I'm going to sit there? I'm going to record it yeah. and zoom through, and I promise you, even though they're calling this Team Hogan and Team Flair, there's going to be some fucking nonsense where yeah. Hogan and Flair are outside of the ring. <laughs> You know, being captains, being coaches, and there will definitely be a woo and a Ric Flair chop, and Hogan's going to drop a leg on him, and, yeah. and one of them's going to pull something, and then we won't. This is just sad. This is this is what I'm talking about. I just wish they could have been smarter. Yeah. If you think about what Hogan and Flair, all the money they, they, that they made, yeah. and, a, and a pretty extended career over time, like, did you have to blow it all? <laughs> just so that you, you still have to come down here at 70 years old and... and you know, look at this. Oh, no, it's just not good. It's it's not good. And so this is a man what you're I love. Is you should have met Ric Flair like 20 years ago. No, I'd meet him now. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't but have a choice. I'm you would have been more excited to meet him 10, 20 years ago. Well, I, 10 years ago I was 25. I probably 15 would have been the age. That would have been 20, <laughs> so 20, 20, 20 years, years ago. ago yeah. Would have been like. And he was probably still wrestling 20 years ago. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. I mean, he, sh he shouldn't have been. 20 years ago was kind of like the heels of the NWO Wolfpack era, <laughs> if I can seem to recall. Because that was when I was about 12, so... Yeah, that was yeah. like, it was in that range, for yeah. sure. So, I think Ric Flair didn't really have anything to do with the NWO. Well, I, well just, just because we're on the wrestling, I, I had a, a moment this weekend I was going to tell you about. I'll keep it as brief, because we've been pretty long-winded into 
the wrestling portion of this show. But I met Ric Flair. We had to talk uh, you about had it. to talk about it. We had to talk about it. Back in Transylvania um, 6, 5,000. We're at so, uh, the 26-minute mark for those of you I, uh, along. I had a meeting, or a meeting. I had a wedding on Saturday night. and uh, you yeah. a coffin? A tree? <laughs> a tree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <coughs> I went to this wedding, and it was only, I knew it was always going to be a fun one. In fact, he's a guy who reminds me a lot of you, only just he's more vain. But he d- loves to dress. Mm. It's a big – he likes – you know, this, but he's a big man. He's like 300, so mm-hmm. he can pull off the fat guy suit really well. He can do the mobster suit really well. He can do a lot of things. But he's a good dude, and we knew it was going to be a good wedding. And it was an open bar, good liquor, mm-hmm. and I took advantage, and I was having a good time, you know. And uh, we were all were. It was, a, it was a fun thing. And then at some point in the night, like, I just became wedding Austin. And that's a re- super fun guy still. It's just like people are like, hey, can you come to like a wedding we're going to next weekend? Ha, 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 ha. And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, damn, I'm like dancing with random people and dancing with the groom's mom. Kind of like uh, the persona in your cruise ship photo. Yes. that Okay, and that's what hit me because someone brought that up. They said, <laughs> this reminds me of that picture that was on Facebook where you have your shirt open like Michael Jackson on a cruise ship. And I was like, yeah, that was me as Mickey Starlight. And it just came out. <laughs> so easily, not mixed starlight. Yeah. It was just whatever my drunken brain was like, yeah, wedding Austin, cruise boat Austin, that's just Mickey Starlight. You're going to love him. <laughs> and when I tell you my night, it was like, how do you make a night better? Yeah. You just say, I'm Mickey Starlight. And if someone says, hey, what's your name? Mickey fucking Starlight. And you just run with it. <laughs> so all night, the band was terrible. Mm-hmm. Not terrible. That's too big. They were sound musicians. They just, they're playing shit that doesn't work for them. And, you know, whatever. They're doing their job. <laughs> and after every song, I was Mickey Starlight. Apparently, was just the guy that was going to scream Freebird as a joke. Never as like, I, you know, really want them to play Freebird, but just right. as one does, Freebird. And yeah. I'd point at somebody like they said it. It was a funny joke, right? <laughs> Having a good time. I got to the point where was I was walking. There? Yeah, I got to the was point. She amused? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to the point where I'm walking to the bar. And it's I knew a soft no. It, no, she listen. Before we get to the end, I, it was very clear that I had a great time. Yeah. I was fun. I was not obnoxious. I was just fun. Yeah. I was very drunk, but I was fun. It never went too far. I didn't piss in the corner. No one got hit in the face. Mickey Starlight was doing just fine. Yeah. But there was a point where I don't know how many drinks. But when I walked over to the open bar, it was a it was a nice older black lady. And she's definitely from Atlanta because mm-hmm. this was at the Freight Depot. Mm-hmm. And I've she been there. she looks at me and she says, "Sugar, is." Is these two drinks for you? Because I was order, I was always ordering two. Yeah. And uh, can I have a double McCallum? <laughs> well, I can't. Could you just pour them? No, all listen. One my cup? strategy was pretty simple. I had to make. I had to get two different drinks. Yeah. So I was like, uh, let me get a vodka and uh, ginger ale for me, and a vodka cranberry for the lady. Mm. And they're both for me. Yeah. But it it. It sells, but then she them. kind of caught on yeah. because I think, well, she did catch on because all I did was just move to the back of the line while my friends waited and <laughs> drank both while we were standing there. But when I went over the last time, she's like, sugar, these are all for you. It was like her way of saying, honey, 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 <laughs> I believe your sweaty ass has had enough. <laughs> so as I took, she goes like, hey, you take a mini Dasani, sugar baby. So I even pulled the old Caddyshack line. Don't tell a Navy man he's had too much to drink. You don't know how many I've had already. <laughs> I was just dumb. Mickey, Mickey Starlight was living his best life. And she gave me the two drinks. I drank one. And as I'm walking back, this guy in the band looks at me, and there's two singers, female, and, and a t- nice little little tiny guy, but he was in there. And they just play the opening riff. 
of Freebird as I'm walking by the stage. No, that's Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, whatever. And uh, it was just surreal because they started playing it, and all these randos, I don't know, but they've been hearing me scream Freebird all night and laughing when I point at someone else for saying it. (laughs) So, and now, and they're pushing me up there. So I said, let's go. Mickey Starlight was ready to perform. (laughs) But somewhere in that interim of that lady, the nice lady trying to help me, and me drinking that one on the way back by the stage, Mickey Starlight had hit the golden moment where it was like, oh boy, I am fucked up. turned into the dude after he had a drink with Jackie Treehorn. (laughs) Not quite as bad as that. (laughs) Nice Caucasian, Jackie. (laughs) And there's video evidence of me doing the full four-minute with with the and I'm I yeah. took the hair out mm. and I threw my jacket into the into the crowd. Good. That sweaty thing landed probably like five pounds on Was some poor anybody poor girl's paying head. Attention to the bride and groom at this point. No, it's no, it's ice? it's that's okay. So when I saw the video the next morning, and I, I'll show it to you during one of our uh, one of our peep or what do we call them? Safe sex breaks or pizza breaks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's fun, but here's the thing: you've been to weddings with me. Yeah. All night I had made a conscious decision. It was a nasty, nasty, wet, cold night. It was yeah. nice in there. I'm not saying it was, but it was still. So I was, I'm gonna leave my shirt on. Two reasons, my 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 jacket on. I should say. Yeah, sweaty. Sweat. Number yeah. one. That was the number one. And really, that's the only reasons that we need to go into sweat. Yeah. So I've been wearing that thing all night, and it you know it's been working. Yeah. But when Mickey Starlight had had that that one <laughs> that last one too many ginger ales and and, and vodka. Yeah. And that song started. Mickey Starlight took off the jacket and flung it into the crowd. When you see this video, people think I probably am sickly. Have some kind of... Uh, I, oh, I'm, he's got cancer. Not that. But <laughs> he's too fat for that. But like, and the hair was... Da- I, I guess this was the first time I can say in a while, you know, because you don't see yourself. Right. And you rarely look in a mirror, really. Yeah. But when I saw the length of my hair when, it, when I pulled it out, and I just did one like the that quick flick. Yeah. And it, it, a lot of it was wet down in here. <laughs> it was still poofy up in some spots. But I was like, geez, my hair is long. And yeah. then right when I say it, I mean, I am full. It's a beautiful headbang. And I'm going, because I don't know the words. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I only sang the first part. Because, I, I mean, no one, I don't think anybody, maybe a handful of people know the words of that song. Right. But. The, the, the little Asian man starts singing it. He was good. Mm. And I was going musician to musician. And I'll tell you what, I they had a good time because they actually, it turns out, that's what I said, they were actually good musicians. But yeah. it was like the songs that they had been forced to play mm-hmm. were such shit yeah. that you wouldn't have known it. Because the one guy started rambling, and I was like, damn, that's good. So you see me like, yeah. yeah. And you watch. Next we have We Are Family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they played Strokin'. You ever heard that? Yeah. No, I'll be stroking. I was yeah. like, oh, this is this is not good. So long story short, I had a real good time. Didn't pass out. Got a great video. Thanked the band. They said, hey, man, thank us. Just get us some bourbons. And I was like, problem solved. But the thing about that, I'm walking back to the bar <laughs> and just the same lady. Okay, I need six, <laughs> I need six bourbons for the band and another vodka cranberry for my, whoever I'm here with. <laughs> For my Uber driver. Uh, so I, I didn't get sad. I said, but Leah was walking over, and I, I remember that's the last thing I really kind of. Like, I didn't, hey, Leah, it's not for me. Yeah, it's for the I, that, that is exactly the way I said it, and exactly what I said. No, 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 no. 
It's not for me. This is for the band. The band is. I'm thanking them because they. Because I had said all night. At one point, Mickey Starlight. Before I even knew he was there, I had already told my friends at the wedding that I was going to be on the microphone tonight. I didn't know how. Yeah. But anyways, I saw the video the next morning. I texted the groom. Mm-hmm. Zay, buddy. Um, hey, sorry, I stole your thunder. Well, no, no I didn't say that. <laughs> Again, if Leah says I had a good time and she had a good time and she says later it was one of the best nights in a long time. Yeah. Hey, good for everyone. Good. I, 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 good. Whatever. But I did say when you saw that, I was like, oh boy. So I sent, <laughs> I sent the groom and said, hey man, I, uh, I'm really sorry about that. Mickey Starlight, he tends to get a little bit. And he was like, dude, do not be sorry. Everyone was talking about that after y'all left. That was like the highlight. It was epic performance. So I was like, okay, if he's he's not one to like right. to, to 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 hold anything back. If he was up Gina Davis. Oh. Gina Davis in the vampire outfit. So yeah, you like but, that, that guy's wedding has a story now and it's a good one. Mm-hmm. There's other weddings, family weddings, that have stories that are not so good. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go into uh, fact checkers' wedding. Fact checkers? <laughs> Do you not recall like the one thing that people talked about? Oh, days? the stinky cooter girl. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say. Oh, I'm sorry. We can bleak it out later. You can take out stinky. Some, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna leave some anonymity there, but. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that was a that was a weird one, just because a lot of times. Someone will say, like, man, did you smell that? You're like, what? And they're like, oh, that smells like straight dirty cooter. You're like, ha, 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 ha. And then later on when it whips by you, you're like, wow, that's not a story. Like, this girl, yeah. that's bad. And yeah. like, and I remember and everyone was on that side with me. I was like, somebody's got to talk to this girl. <laughs> I just remember after, like, the wedding. But didn't it get worse? It did. She got puked on or something? Maybe. Yeah, well, we'll just go ahead and tell it. I mean, hopefully she never listens <laughs> <laughs> Brian can call me tomorrow and be like, dude, you gotta take, you gotta take this down. Oh, yeah, because Lauren's really listening. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I remember, like, it was probably weeks, maybe months, maybe even years after somebody's telling that story. And I think it was both Brian and Lauren, like, I'm so glad that people remember our wedding. Is uh, Like, that's what people remember about our wedding. They don't remember. That's not all. I mean, <laughs> no. I don't, I'll be honest, I don't remember much else. But I had forgotten that right there. I had said, what? And you're like, Brian's wedding. And I was like, huh, what? And I was like, oh. Oh yeah! Oh, because you know who it was. It was really pushing this. I mean, because it was the it was a cocktail of going to. It was BPH. It was just he is he like I'm just gonna say he's not Yolo bro, but he's pretty close in that instance because he was like yeah this is girl pussy smells so bad she's like right over there come with me he hangs out with this bitch guy and Yolo bro but not related they're not related they hang out a lot yeah they've they've uh, they've cracked quite a few Milwaukee's best (laughs) Yolo bro and BPH so oh man strawberry natty light oh shit. I'm on the seltzers now. But yeah, is he? It was Banks that. If anyone was, was, I bet Banks does the claw. He does. It was BPH that pointed it out to me, and like once I noticed it, like I couldn't unnotice it. Yeah, there's no. You know, and then I remember vividly looking or walking past you at your table at the wedding and saying, "Hey, if you smell pussy, you're not crazy." <laughs> and you're like, "What?" And then I see you at the buffet line so many minutes later, <laughs> and this particular girl walks past you, and you just immediately went, looked at me and went, oh! Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's that's how bad. For those listening, it's like someone has informed you of the thing, and you think, like, ah, oh, it can't be that bad. And even if it is, like, okay. But this was, this like, was, this was on, that, that face I made at you, that was not for, it, was it wasn't like I was trying to make you laugh. Yeah, that was, was an honest reaction to being like, wow, someone needs to pull this girl aside. And take her to the doctor. And, and, <laughs> and go cut her vagina out. Because <laughs> this thing needs to be replaced. Well, 
the, the funniest, the two funniest parts of the story. That was so bad. That I'm not going to say who, but there was a there was a wedding guest whose son drank too much the night before at the rehearsal. Oh yeah, passed yeah. out on the family futon downstairs and just pissed. The <laughs> pissed the whole futon. <laughs> And was super embarrassed about it, super apologetic. Is you know the whole family was like, "We're so sorry. We'll pay for a new one." They're like, "Don't worry about it. It's Brent's from high school. We'll throw it away." <laughs> the wedding night, stinky. Tell me this, Brian. I love that. You're like, "Fuck! I know exactly what they're talking about." Well, we, it, don't worry. Night, we're talking politics next, so he'll he'll just. The get wedding out. night. She needed a lift home. Oh Back no. to somewhere, and she ended up in Dad's truck. Oh with boy. Other people. And Banks is in the back, oh! rolling the window down oh, to get some air. No. And Dad, jokingly, of course, is rolling her right back. <laughs> and then the 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 crux of the story is that she ends up back at my parents' place. That's kind of like where there was a bit of an after party for friends and wedding party members. Mm-hmm. Gets pissed, face drunk, passes out, face On down. On the futon. In the piss mattress. <laughs> and moved you. And is nowhere near smell, any kind of dry. And... I, you know when you're laughing so hard you get weak? The, de- the next day, Dad asks me and Banks to go take the now piss-soaked cooter mattress and take it outside. And Banks and I are arguing over who gets what in. You know, like, this it smells more like piss. That it's, you take that in. Like, Fuck you, you, I'm not taking how that How did either of you get... Because we just happened to be Wrangled there. into and that. And we're both laughing and joking about the you know cooter piss mattress so much that we just keep dropping it because we can't, like, like, no strength. Mm. We eventually get it outside, and I think it was hauled away some days later. But, yeah, that that's that was my point. Like, that wedding you were at, they have a story about the drunk guy with the long hair singing Freebird. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, because there are other things to remember about their wedding, the smelly cooter girl is definitely something that gets brought up about. Yeah. about I, don't, I, I will say that I don't think every wedding has one of those moments, though. There, I've, I've been to some real dull affairs. Yeah. Yeah. So I would prefer. Like I guess Taylor, that's what I'm saying. At Taylor's I, wedding, people probably talk about Kristen's stripper dance at the very oh, end. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, that's the first. Listen, I'm just gonna be straight shooter with you. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that anything. In, I'm like, I wasn't thinking inappropriate things <laughs> per se, but I was like, okay, so like Brent is busting some big old loads sometimes because that like I it was one of those things I wasn't attracted to her it was like but watching it you're like wow that looks like that would be fun <laughs> if I was in Brent's position right. do you know so you saw it happen and you go okay all right well I here, I'm, I'm understanding so much more now well not yeah yeah because I've always thought Kristen was beautiful but that was like oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> There's and a then, moment where you're like, "Good for you, Brad." And then of course, Good I was like, you, "I was like, I want." It wasn't like I want, you know, thinking bad things about her. I was like, "Oh, I want, I want to go home now. I want to go back to that little cottage they have us staying in." <laughs> I wonder if I can get Leah to do this. I mean, that was a weird weekend too, because you're locked. They they had us up in these little. Did you see those little bungalow houses no. looking things? No, they were no. down the road a little bit, but you know, they're they're. It's like camp. Mm. You know, everyone's <laughs> real close, and I was real backed up. Mm. But there was it was wasn't gonna happen, right? So that might have lended to me, be like, hi, well, hello, because I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I I didn't know what she had or had in her or not, but that was like, okay, she's very capable with the moves. Um, 
What's, I remember. I have a, you just got this glisten. There's just like, <laughs> this little the well, look on the, on the golden what's, voice's face right now. What was funny at the end of that? Let's talk about your wife more. What's funny is at the end of that dance, I remember vividly your sister walking up to her and like grabbing her by the backs of the arms, like pull her in, kind of like an arm hug, and just going, "I'm in awe of you." <laughs> was there was a lot of old boners i can promise you that <laughs> it was one of those things where the next day there was a twinge of embarrassment like did i oh, go too no. far and i was like no i said i don't know i didn't really read the room see that's i guess that's what i'm getting to <laughs> you go to weddings and i, I would prefer the either or yeah it's I, I don't really want any more stinky cooters at weddings but that is a story but free bird Stripper dances, you know, those are all Emily, pu- Emily puking up the shot immediately at my wedding and then continuing her conversation with my father-in-law. <laughs> Greg, one of our best friends, grabbing Leah's ass and everybody coming over to me and saying that the guys, that Mexican guy's got his hands on your wife's ass. And I was like, there's no way because that dress is about 50. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't a thing. But there's yeah. little things like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and... I just prefer that to some of these, like, you know, service, dinner, dance, nothing yeah. really much happens, and we all go home. I don't remember anything sticking out like that, like a stripper dance. Your wedding, for instance, had my—your wedding was fun because oh, it was Walter? very different. Well, and we weren't disowned then, so there was panties <laughs> being thrown. Oh, that's true. You know, you know, Cynthia and a grandmother who thou shalt not be named— yeah. You know, was having a good time. And then, yes, you walk into the bathroom and see Walter B. <laughs> standing four feet from the commode. Shoot, I mean, every bit of Parkinson's riddled with it, just riddled with Parkinson's <laughs> and everything else, but somehow hitting the most straight-on stream four feet away. It was just rented beer. I have no idea why Todd just gave him, like, six beers. But that's that. it was like they were going in, yeah, and, and his out. body was like, nope, nope, we're already in bad enough shape. We don't need Can't this. Have this. Can't, have, Can't this. have this. Can't have this. He's a water-headed Parkinson's. Let's, nope. So, yeah. I, I mean, I remember with mine, like, not, there was no, like, big highlight. Somebody got on stage. Somebody stripper danced. But just in general, the day was upbeat. Yeah. You know, Kristen didn't walk down the aisle. She danced down the aisle. Yeah. Her first dance with her dad that did you at every wedding was actually an upbeat song where they actually had the 50s dance. They couldn't slow dance. Oh, nice. She... Proposed a challenge, yeah. So yeah, it was a good one. And I've been to someone's. Uh, I, I guess I've never never been to that. Like, I want to be to a. I want to find out what a crazy one. Like Leah always thinks like there a was some crashers wedding. Yeah, kind of. But we've done that. I was just missed out on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, she means more like we thought. We went to a wedding that had no names need be mentioned, but there might have been some contentiousness. Mm. There was some history shared that went back years and years. We don't no details. But we just thought, like, Leo's like, like, if we went to a wedding and our grandmother was there. Yeah, kind of. But, like, yeah, very similar. Tense. It would be tense. tense. And that, yeah. not, that's not this situation, but, yes, yeah. that level of tension. And Leah couldn't go because her parents were in town. And uh, this was some years ago. And I went to it, and she was, like, texting me. She's like, is there any, anything crazy? And I was like, what do you think is going to be crazy? <laughs> and she was like, I don't know, someone popping up, like, you know, if I'll speak now. No one does, says that anyway. Yeah. People, that's not a thing. I haven't been to a wedding where the where the the preacher, unless it's super traditional, has said "Speak now or forever hold your peace." I can't remember I've hearing it. it. I know, <laughs> I've heard it. I'm just saying, I probably go to anywhere from five to six weddings a year now, just with the natural stage in life. Yeah. And I don't hear it. But anyways, I'm wedding out. I don't want to go to any more for this year. Just not for a while. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's just a fact. I'm just I'm over them. Have you ever been to one 
that's uh, like a f- your friend or someone else's friend second or third, those are really interesting. No. Yeah, because they're so low-key. Because they're just so happy that you've decided to show up. Yeah. Because they're like, this, this is kind of a joke, but right. I'm going to do this for a third time. <laughs> and I'd like, you've been to the other two. I hope you had a good time at the other two. Well, I mean, on that note, Kristen broke the streak there then because her second wedding was ours, and it was much, much more upbeat probably. There than you the go. First. That was a different scenario, too. Yeah. But. Nonetheless, I, I definitely, that's a, I guess that's enough for weddings. I don't know if we've, if we've cut or covered that base enough. So anyways, Ric Flair. Ric Flair and weddings. <laughs> um, I, was, I was laughing, thinking about the, a Modem Joe title, by the way. I want to give you credit. I didn't know where he'd land. I thought we had, I felt like it was going to be a Modem Joe. A Modem Joe taint. Modem Joe taint. And uh, Sean never addressed any of the missed calls. Um, you want to try and call him again? I don't know. Catch him off I feel like he's just, I don't know. I had a fun conversation with Banks when Banks was here the other day. He, he said, uh, he said, hey, when you guys called Burke, he was really high, right? I don't know. I said, I, no, I don't think, I think so. so. I said, I met him I met him once. It's Sounded quite sober. It's just generally what producer Burke sounds like. <laughs> and he said, so he just sounds like a stoned guy all the time? <laughs> I, I don't like, think Banks is in any position to judge anyone <laughs> on this. <laughs> so no, it's just how Burke talks. He's just, he's... So I'm fairly certain he wasn't stoned, Banks. He's like, okay. Oh, there's the diddler. Yeah, there's the diddler. And this other guy on the left has been in a lot of things, too, and I can't place and think what it is. He, in the storyline, is the mad scientist. You know who he also is? He's uh, Adam Sandler's dad and Big Daddy. He shows up at the oh, end. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, the yeah. lawyer dad. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the diddler on the right there. Is he still in jail? He's dead. Is he dead? Jeffrey, I already said his name, Jeffrey, jo- Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. I don't think he's dead. And he's not in jail. What? He's a diddler. Yeah, but I don't think I think he's like a porn person, not an actual. Oh well, like, that's like not so bad. Didn't touch kids. Well, I think generally speaking, your 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 punishment as far as jail time goes is different if you're actually hands on with it versus just uh, a viewer. <laughs> I don't want. Let's not let's not examine too much. You don't want. Oh, you set up the diddle. <laughs> well, I got a word of the day while I'm thinking about it. Today's word. Um, courtesy of Rusty Balloon Nut, or four. I don't know. I don't know why we do this anymore. <laughs> but I, I liked it. The Knack- whole show or just word of the day? Uh, all of it. <laughs> Knackered. K-N-A-C-K-E-R-E-D. I, I spell it now because I do see how last week when we rushed it, we threw out <laughs> focaccia. Yeah. And to see the different spelling that we got back from RBK, <laughs> it, it uh, left... Some room for work, so and that's probably on us. Yeah. So, knackered is an adjective. Uh, derived der- No, it derives from British, not I mean, slang. Just says British, and it's tired or exhausted. So say, I'm knackered. I did say British slang. I thought it was British slang for drunk, but okay. No, uh, British slang for they have a few of them. My favorite is pissed up and teary. That's one of their teary, like you know, your eyes are yeah. watering. But pissed up is definitely generally. That's what the. Uh, I learned all my slang from Green Street. The terrible, yeah. You know, that terrible song by Chumbawamba, I drink the whiskey drink, I drink the lager drink. Yeah. Remember that song? He yeah. says it. there's something I pissed off. I drink the drink, I drink the soda drink. Yeah. They talk about getting pissed in that song. That's it's different mm. than here. Yeah, no, I learned all my British Royman slang from Green Street Hooligans. Give Pretty. me the fucking bees. I, I want to, on that note, I want to talk to you about something that I still have trouble understanding, and I want to see if there's room for change. How is it... No, let's not ask it that way. What is it about Peaky Blinders that turned you off? It's not interested in it. How far did you get? Two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. 
And none of it? No, I stopped. What's the last thing you remember of the show? Fucking Sam Neil saying, Peaky Blinders. All right, if we're trying to have a serious conversation. <laughs> uh, I remember bits and pieces. I remember the fucking, they pretended to kill the big dude by shooting him in the back of the head and he fell into a boat. That's in the first episode of the first season. I remember season. that. <clears throat> I remember that there's a, there's like an aunt named Polly and they have, they somehow or another acquire a bar, restaurant, and Tom Hardy's a Jew, bread maker, I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You've really summed it up. The just the whole I just I just don't get it. I I, I think the, the of all the crime is, drama, the fashion is terrible. As far that's as what they clo- wore for a clothing from a clothing angle. I think well, no, I think it's an interpretation of what they wore. The fifties get got in trouble a lot with this. Every every era does. Like somebody pointed out recently, like you watch the TV show Mash without any context, you would just assume it's the Vietnam War solely based on the haircuts and mustaches. It's not. It's, it's the, the Korean, Korean conflict. Those men should have had crew cuts and clean shaven, but because they made it in the '70s, they're just like, eh, close enough. I mean, okay, so but I've, they, they've gone to great lengths. They all look like they're wearing clothes made by uh, whatever his name. He's a fashion guy, Tom something. He makes tiny suits where the the pants barely touch the top of the boot, and the jackets are too short. And like nobody wore ties back then. Nobody has ties. I don't know. I don't like they're the clothes. Wearing, then no one's wearing ties. I know. I know, it's a ridiculous look to wear a dress shirt and button it all the way up and not put something extra around it's your neck. It's what they do. These, these are gypsies that don't know how to dress. I think you're looking at this all wrong. If you mm. want to be impressed by the dress, keep watching the show. You'll see the upper crest of society and how they dress. Yeah, I'm just telling you. I watched, I watched, I, listen, <laughs> I, I don't understand any of this. I don't. If someone wanted to nitpick The Sopranos, they could pretty much nitpick it for the same reasons you don't like this show. I just find it. I find the characters to be annoying. But you don't even know enough to. You can't even. I watched two seasons. Did you? How many more should I watch? There's only this. They just finished the fifth. Like there's six episodes. Like whenever when Tom Hardy's on screen, it's always like, dude, stand up straight. Why are you hunching over all the time? Alfie Solomon is one of my favorites (laughs) on the show. Like I the there she is. Yes, I see. I, the, the trope of the British hard man just irritates the shit out of me. <laughs> like, look no further than the Bricktop character from whatever movie that was. Oh, it's like, geez. all right, Let's man. not stop. Let's all right, stop. we get it. You're bad. You're badass. Like, they're so wordy. It's like whoever's writing dialogue for those kinds of characters is like, we can squeeze a couple more sentences in. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, Gina Davis. Pretty much the only reason we watched this was to see vampire Gina Davis in the vampire outfit. Mm-hmm. And you'll see more of her. Eventually, she's like chained to a wall. It's the whole thing. I bet she's got some wonder. Oh, she's just straight grinding on that man. Well, yeah, she's a nymphomaniac. Yeah, I know. You, you explain. That's, that's a real upsell for the character. I bet Gina Davis just has some beautiful teardrop breasts. I'll bet Egg Begley Jr. is... Uh, is Hard is, as fuck for this scene. Yeah. You ever, I, people ask that all the time. That's not a new conversation. Why should she not be? I mean, she's basically in like a, a vampire but Like, Think about scene. it. Think about the... But the, the, like, the... I won't call it the family, but actors usually work together a lot, especially people that you you know their face. Kind of yeah. like uh, Mac's dad, been a working actor for forty years. He's yeah. been in, he's worked with and been in many many things, so people know him. But it's like within that community of actors, 
if you have a scene where you're like, oh shit, <laughs> where you have like like you said, Gina Davis grinding on your dick, and you've probably worked with her a few times, but you probably did something on the stage, some yeah. kind of Shakespearean well, shit. Well, she and Goldblum have done stuff together. They did the fly, right? And Earth the Girls. Earth Girls, which is bikini. I know, mm. and I'm just saying, like, but you think she's grinding on your dick? They, wouldn't they get a laugh if like Goldblum was like, hey, sorry, because she was like, oh boy, yeah. he's full Goldblum right now. Well, yeah, and it's it's one of those things where professionalism aside, friction is friction, and it's a it's a it's a physical response response in some cases where it's not even mental like mm. every high school male knows that just from sitting in class in fucking geometry and you shift your weight and your dickhead rubs your jeans <laughs> like just the right way and all of a sudden it goes <coughs> two to three yeah you know, you're like okay like, yeah okay some friction happened and now my my physical response even though i'm like disgusted by the smell in the room and the fat kid next to me yeah. i'm still somehow managing to start my way to a boner yeah, I was a little bit, speaking of uh, gym stories, you're always hearing some of the good ones. I was a little bit concerned, because I've told you I've moved to the executive right. dressing room. Right. Smaller, better in right. generally, less smells. And as I've mentioned many times, far less dong, which is worth the extra money. Again, I don't mind dong, if you know, if that's your thing. Yeah. But I just think, like, you don't have, you can wrap that towel. There's yeah. just no need. Yeah. And, and like I've told you, it's never guys that are really hanging the dong. Very few limited so cases. never embraced it and just thought, well, fuck it. I'm going to walk around with my dong out, too. No, I just don't see the point in it. Because I'm really, there's no, I don't, when I come out of the shower, I dry off. Right. So when I dry off, I have towels. All, I put a shower towel on my shoulder, towel on my waist, walk back to my locker. I don't know where I was going with this. Two towels? You yeah. Were, it sounds like you were already in the exam. Well, I know. Side. So, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm in there. <clears throat> my showers are usually fairly quick by gym standards, but... Um, there was a guy that had been showering when I went into the, I had come through to go to the steam room and sauna mm-hmm. and I was in there for 15 to 20 minutes and I came back and I turned on my shower and that guy was still going. And when I got in the shower, turned the water head on, it's a high water pressure. So it gets kind of loud. This mm. is great pot, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure sh- like the guy started making noises mm. and not like the. The other guy we've talked about on the pod that has right. clearly has some kind of Asperger's and is like right. grunting because that's what he does. Right. But it was just like I, you'd be, and it was not in any kind of sync or it wasn't like timed well. But I was, I'm doing my thing. And you just hear like, <sighs> so you think he's over there talking one out? And then you're like, okay, it's he could have just he's tired. We're all tired from a workout, hot shower, whatever. And you, just, uh, and it would extend a little mm-hmm. bit longer. And I was like, oh, man, come on, dude. Don't tell me that I came all the way to the executive lounge <laughs> to finally hear some old... Apparently the rich guys beat off. Yeah, like, yeah I, when they hear executive, they can just blast Spider-Man loads all over the fucking place. I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> Did you look? No, it's a fucking... Sh- I don't know. I, I don't confirm or deny. But it was enough for me to be like, it's the, just the question. Come uh, on. Two things, you know... Because you can't, you're not going to blow a load into a towel. You're just going to blow your load and let it drain down the sink, and then you got load residue <laughs> with some other poor guy probably going to come in. You know what? It probably is. Well, they probably all know each other because yeah. I'll be honest. It is a lot of older people yeah. that watch a lot of Market and Fox News. <laughs> when I come in, if there's no one in there, I change it immediately to Sports Center on this yeah. big-ass screen that mm-hmm. they have because I just don't like – because these guys, they'll go into it and make, Amy, fucking Schumer's a piece of shit. Pelosi's a bitch. And I'm like – uh, I don't want to unload on these old fuckers. This is not worth my time. So I always tr- I change it to sport. Hey, hey, uh, there, hey, Dave. How come the American war machine's not freeing Hong Kong right now? <laughs> 
Yeah, the Jolly Green dom- Democracy Machine doesn't seem to be all that interested. You guys, but, you guys talk an awful lot about uh, morality when it comes to political debates, <laughs> but you have no qualms about bombing children in other countries <laughs> if it helps the American war machine. <laughs> or blowing loads into these nice showers. And by the way, what's with the loads in the shower? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Earl. <laughs> I don't crank some out in the shower. We've all just agreed to not stand up for number six. It's a sticky drain. It's probably like a rat-human hybrid <laughs> When Earl, when Earl wraps up his racquetball, he usually needs to tuck one out before he I goes home. the idea of like you being greeted by like a regular, like, oh, you knew the executive club? Let me you know, show you around a little bit. You know? <laughs> or here's where we usually get into politics and Fox News is on. Try to stay out of that. That's Earl. Earl beats off in the shower. Stay away from the shower when Earl's in the shower. Now, what I was going to say uh, is like, it's one of two scenarios. Either he's cruising, maybe. Maybe he's hoping that you or whoever comes in the shower hears it. is going to hear it. Yeah. And either he's getting off of you know, knowing you're hearing it, or maybe he's wondering if you're gonna look like yeah. what part of town is this? Yeah, you know? well, this is I don't know. Or, this doesn't strike me as a gym where there's been one of these meetups, though. Best case scenario, he's just a dude who's like, fuck it, I'm not paying for the hot water, I'm gonna stand here for as long as I want. To. And it very it, let me tell you this Leah asked me the other day, she's like, When's the last time you took a shower at home? And I was like, I don't even know. I mean, we're not poor, yeah. so it's not like our water bill is gonna be the one <laughs> that we have to be ultra mindful of, right. I I we don't I don't buy shampoo anymore. Mm. I shower there every day because the water pressure is insane. Yeah, and it's awesome. And there's just nothing like the feeling of a hard workout. Go steam, fifteen minutes. Swim, steam, whatever. You and pee then, in the shower there? Absolutely. Because <laughs> I pee in the shower. At it's home. sterile. Yeah. I'm not blowing loads onto the, the walls. You know. That's why I said. See, you here's the, the only thing. Should have snuck a peek because for all I we don't know, want he, to for all we know, he was fingering his butthole or something, and we'll never know. I'm there every day. <laughs> we'll figure we'll figure the mystery out, Scooby Doo. Well, I gotta know. But here's the problem I have, and I, I don't feel that bad about it because they're not a, 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 they're not a, supplying me with another option. Hmm. Yeah, good call. But they got some food ordered here. Yeah, the thing about it is, they don't have washcloths. They have those endless sh- t- towels. Yeah. And in the executive lounge, part of the reason I was interested in it, and I'm using my this is a free month, by the way. Mm. I have till the 28th to decide if I want to. And I'm gonna. It's forty extra bucks, and that's a little over a dollar a day for me to see less dong, have better access to better showers. Well, what have you come to find out that all the executives listen, are and cranking them? The and then I'm fine. I'll start cranking one out too. <laughs> if, they, if it's a whole train of just cranks, I'll get in on it. But the executive, it's got fresh fruit every day. I, I we're, I'm bringing home six, seven bananas a night, five or six green apples. They've got these little pretzel bags. Oh, trust me, I'm the redneck that gets an accident. I'm the guy. So you're taking home listen, as much fruit as you could probably afford in a month with forty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> fucking a. And Leah knows it. Yeah. I was like, if I stay on and do this, we're never going to be in the need listen, for bananas or green apples. All the fresh fruit is from the executive lounge. There <laughs> could be coming. <laughs> There's no hand towel. <laughs> so unless he's really being thorough with well, the soap when so, he's done, so there's me, cum on everything. So here's what I do. So outside of stealing all the snacks, I got pretzels for days, bro. If you ever need pretzels, I got bags. I love them. I dip them in some money, honey mustard. It's a great little snack. I'm not a pretzel guy. There, no, makes sense. I like a soft pretzel. Um, what I was going to say was, I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, the... Um, uh, they have a laundry service too, which mm. I like. I pay for that. But the uh, I lost my train of thought when we started talking about the fucking pretzels. That's on me. 
<laughs> Let's set up a safe sex so we can get this ordered. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to be 45 minutes before it gets Safe sex! Wow. Do you mean to re-say it? I mean, what the hell is the point of wasting that? I was just saying, the real. I saw this movie as a kid. This is like like one of my earliest horror movie memories. This and Monster Squad. And I, I definitely, much like you with the Elvira boners, got mm. a Gina Davis boner as the vampire when she's in the dungeon. I got those. That was like real unexplainable when you're a kid. <laughs> and you're like, why is there a bone in it? Yeah. Every time Elvira comes on the screen. Elvira, the real woman that plays her, Cassandra, I forget her last name, actually did pose nude in the 70s for Playboy. But she's naturally redheaded and... Doesn't do the same. It's When you Google Elvira naked, you want to see Elvira naked. <laughs> you don't want to see Cassandra who plays Elvira <laughs> naked. It's two different things. But there's plenty of you know fan art of her nude and busty out there as well, Elvira. Earlier you talked about this guy's carbon footprint. What the hell do you mean by that? He His house, his cars, his consumption period is all... On renewable stuff, so like he's 100% solar. He he um, he catches his own rainwater, and he's not on. He's completely off the grid to the point where, in terms of a carbon footprint of like what you're using with unrenewables, he's he's in the positive. Hmm. Like because he's so off the grid. Interesting. Everything is as green as it could possibly does be. Does he does he go around like talking about this? Oh yeah, like that. Apart from acting, like that's his whole thing is environmental activism, and he, like he, down to the light bulb, he has shit that you can't point to for carbon footprint. To the light bulb. Down, yeah, like literally down to light bulbs in his house. I that's believe it. I believe I learned a lot about it because he was on the Corolla show years ago. Corolla used to be in construction, so sometimes he'll get on construction jags, and I believe. Uh, Egg Begley, which is forever his name. I believe he has what they call an envelope house where it is completely sealed. There's no there's no air cracks in it anywhere whatsoever. Mm. So the airflow efficiency is there, um, which with your solar power, this is great pod, you know, means you won't end up wasting any. The guy, the wolfman here is Ogre. You can't, there's no sound, but it's Ogre. Really? Yeah. How did you uh, figure that out? Well, like I said... Earlier in the film, you eventually find out that these aren't monsters. These are real people with, like, afflictions. Uh-huh. And you eventually hear him talk, and it's unmistakably Ogre. I got you. You can hear it. So he's just giving him right a hug away. there. He's not even... <clears throat> yeah. Ogre's somebody. I was like, what happened to that guy? I know he's been in some stuff recently, but... Has? Yeah. I've seen him in something recently. Ogre. Might have been a Sons of Anarchy. I don't know. Something like that. I don't watch that show. <laughs> it's terrible. It's not good. I, I did watch it, but it's not good. I don't know. I I think part of me just gets so frustrated because it's I, I just don't. I mean, I guess teach their own, but the, it's just too good. I'm not interested in it, and I gave it a shot. Tom Hardy goes into season three. I even started season three, and after so many episodes, it's like I don't care what happens next, and I turned it off. I got you. Like that's that's the. I just it hits me. You know, I I love the English, I love the Birmingham aspect. So much of English. Like cultural stuff you see is centered around London. Yeah. So I love the Birmingham aspect. I love the gritty, the griminess, showing you real. I love that it's World War One vets yeah. that are all they're already all dead. Right. So they don't care about these decisions that, and they're gypsies. Mm-hmm. The tinker aspect. I do have an Irish friend, and I do forget. I don't know. Yeah, and he <laughs> he said, uh, "Is this show any good?" I was like, "Yes, man, it's so good. Watch it." 
And he is like second generation. He has Irish citizenship mm-hmm. through his grandmother. And he goes over there a lot of times. And he's like, I'm about to start this in 15 minutes. Later, you didn't tell me this was about tinkers. And he's like, has, he still has some legitimate Irish beef because <laughs> his grandmother, yeah. who came here when she was like in her 20s or 30s, used to have to like track down the local tinkers that would steal that from them. Like it was like, I mean, this gypsy thing is real. Like, I'm like, it's just a show. Well, yeah, it's just a show. I'm not like it's not a documentary about how good tinkers are. I'm not like I'm not one of them. Yeah, but this latest season, I'm sitting there watching. And I was like, I know none of this is gonna matter, and I'm like, but this is just good television, and it's. The, the, the storyline this year, I kind of had a sense it was coming, even though I didn't sense it was coming, and it was really good. You know, you're post, night you're in the 1930s, you're in 1929, the, the, the market crashes, the Shelbys had tried to be legitimate, so they had rolled a lot of their money over to the United States to mm. that, just to have that market collapse now. It's the rebuild, and then at the same time... Well, there's going to be a black market through Prohibition at some point. They're already in that. Yeah. So... But they were trying to be legitimate. So they had done this, all the things, and Shelby Company lost a lot of money. All that being said, it's the political side of this season that I have found really interesting because there's this time period in the 20s and 30s before, you may call it 1933, and the, really the rise of Germany, where you didn't know which side legitimately did not know if the English government or the American government, for that fact, could swing hard communist. Mm. There was plenty of communists here. There's tons there, much more in Europe. Right. Or then you see the rise of this British fascism, which is a real thing. And in the show, they brought they brought on a character named Oswald Mosley, who was a real human being. And he hard, hard was trying to turn <clears throat> the British government into a fascist state. And he they do the whole parish Judea, like they do the arm swing. It's very interesting times. Oh, the actors are really good, dude. That... Uh, wait a minute. That's the real guy. The man that plays in that guy is so good in this series. Truly evil, and he's been in a lot of things. Looks like Michael. Like looks like a like another not a poor man's Michael Fassbender, but just like a uh, no a really like another. fuck Michael Fassbender though. The, <laughs> I like Michael Fassbender, but that look would not have encompassed the evilness that this guy portrays in the show. And he's the leader of this far right party. He's in something. I know he's in a ton of things. That I just kind of looks like Henry Cavill and and Michael Fassbender had a gay love child. Yep. That's a, that's a good description. I'll roll with that. <laughs> but he just takes the show for me, and he, they don't overdo it. He's not in every shot, but when he's there, it's like, oh, this is guy. A fascist or a communist? Oh, he's a fascist. Mm. Like he well, yeah, has I... he has plans on on making England and okay, and this is what they kind of do. They definitely it's definitely a moment in the show where it's a reflection less of the times then. Yeah. More than it, or than it is the Times now. Oh, no. Is there a Trump reference? No, not or, at all. Or a Brexit reference? Nope, not at all. <laughs> it's just this, it's Britain first yeah. is the big slogan for the fascists, which it always is with fascists. Deutschland über alles. Yeah. And fascists are all about statehood. Well, nationalism. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. White nationalism. Well, again, white, <laughs> at the, but at the time, you, you have to sell this. So when you combine it with the fact that you have an English People in the rest of the world, include, I mean, particularly Germans in 1929, took a major hit. Right. America's stock market fucked up everybody's stock market. Right. So when you combine this and it bitterness, would again what it would again today? Oh yeah. When this bitterness, <laughs> when when this bitterness boils over, you're that's when you're much more willing to listen to the fanatic on either side, right. the communist, the fascist, and that's when that that middle person who Winston Churchill makes an appearance, and they did a better job with 
the, the casting of Winston this time. But he makes an appearance, and then you see he's in the middle ground, and he's actually fighting two enemies. you got the communists, and, but really the real evil here is the fascists because right. they go out, and their message is Britain first. We could take our empire is dissolving. <coughs> We're giving in to weak powers. All the things that some people today, that some of our listeners enjoy, a lot of the things that you hear from a certain subsect of people within our own country like to, to spout out first. Right. So it's just... They're not. They're not being coy. They're not out here. They're not hitting anyone in the face like it would matter. They're not right. like this isn't a personal affront to any particular politician. Right. So much as it is, as we all know, the way they operate. Right. Did and and say, that's where it's dangerous. Jews will not divide us. No, but in the show that, that there he does the the Nazi arm salute, mm-hmm. which would have been pretty early. I, I haven't looked into the fact check on that. Well, the fascist. Because that's a. It's a. It's a salute within fascism. It is, but there's. It's. It'd be tough for me to document. Like so, in 1929, I mean, Hitler and them were really. That's when they. That's that was their big start. Right. Because up until that point, they were a joke. But when things got hard and people were feeling bitter and people were broke and hungry, mm-hmm. it gets much easier to listen to Germany first and building right. infrastructure and we're going to make Germany great again. Right. It's just much easier to hear that when you're unhappy, and that's exactly what they did. I'd love to find some text somewhere where that was a slogan. Make Germany great again. Oh, I mean, it's it it kind of was, just not dialectically and and from and translationally, it's very similar to what they were saying. If I was still like a real rabble rouser, interested in stirring up some shit just with the general public, I'd make some red armbands with a white circle, and then the black black font in the middle that just said make America great again <laughs> so at a distance you're like whoa what are you wearing and then you get up close and you go oh fuck you asshole yeah yeah <laughs> I, I don't know it's just I, I just I know that it, I guess I prefaced it for this is really more for the listener I, I I can concur with you that sometimes the show does meander mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's the greatest show on television because it's not yeah but I gave this past season and the way it ended because it really cliffhanged you, which is very different for that series. Usually, to your credit, it's a show that has a nice, proper, tidy ending mm-hmm. where the guy, the bad guy that you want to win, because it's always bad guys. Right. You're always rooting for bad guys on the show. So the bad guy you want to win typically wins at the end of these seasons. It's, it became a little cookie cutter. So when this season ended with a very different style, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, they're actually really trying now. And yeah. they have incredible material to work with. And England in the period of 1930 up until 1939. So those nine years, anything could happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, England was Hitler's best friend. Hitler wanted to be best friends with England. He had everything to learn from it. He he often talked about how does a tiny little island nation rule the world. He wanted to be friends. He did not want to to be enemies with with England. Just how the, the, the fact that Winston Churchill was able to get there when they had just acquiesced. No, oh, Hitler took another, oh, the Rhineland, oh, Sudetenland, oh, Czech Republic, is, that's a big one, but uh, <laughs> oh, listen now, and then that's when they started getting, oh, now hold now, okay, Mr. Hitler, now we want to talk about this, and well, and, and what do we, we might even sanction you now. You know, like, the, <laughs> yeah. and Hitler, of course, says, ha, 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 Austria. <laughs> and now everyone's like, fuck. Yeah. And that's where, and, and after acquiescence, after honestly emboldening and 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 making their, that legitimate, it's kind of like when Orange Face went and met Kim Jong Dickhead. Yeah, and I was like, the people shit on him for doing it, and then other people say, well, he, that's his job; he's supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 he's legitimizing a monster, a dictator, a dictator, a someone who kills con- yeah, kills their own people. A, dictator would be a nice word for for uh, chubby faced Dune over there. 
Anyways. I, uh, I've paused the, the film here so that you can hear Ogre's voice. <coughs> Is it that serious? No. We've already done a lot of wedding stuff. Now we've we've gotten do you want to talk more historically about political. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I did like that we were going to do a full... That was just to piss Brian off. I know. But I think it would be funny. I did like Burke's uh, Facebook post the other day when I <laughs> when I wrote huzzah on your account. Oh, you liberal piece of shit. <laughs> it's a good point, though. Like, fucking... In terms of, like, a, you know... Uh, a world stage signaling, Hong Kong could not be more clear with their desire for freedom. And if there's one thing that this country loves to hide behind <laughs> when they go fucking militarily invade a country, but is fuck. that we're going to spread some freedom around. Mm -hmm. But because it's China, mm, no, we're no. just going to sit on our hands, our tiny little hands over here. <laughs> well, it's just the right move. Well, yeah, I do wonder sometimes. <laughs> I do wonder sometimes. I don't want to go to... See, listen, if we go to war with the Chinese, it's not two militaries. Right. It's we're all going to war. Yeah. And not they might not drop down over here, and then we might not have to be 35 or 33-year-old dudes that get fucking conscripted even with kids. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I don't want a war with China. You think Russia would be on our side? I don't know. With, with, He's I mean, the real winner in every all of this. Right. I mean, oh, the whole thing is so much, so confusing. I, I mean, that's why you don't engage in it anymore. No, I don't. Right? But I just like, when I had to ask Banks, you know, what's with your, why? From from your perspective. He's tired of transgendered bullshit at college. Well, I get that. That's his experience. <laughs> so that's where his, his elite, but it was like the one where he's like, he just says everything we all want to say. He's like, oh, oh. He says things, but there ain't nothing that man's saying that I yeah. want to hear. Yeah. And just saying petty shit and mean shit to people doesn't... Oh, yeah, that's perfectly timed. Yeah. Wow. Man, old, I am a... Old GD. Oh, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. I'm telling you, when those things come down, I bet back then, I don't know about so much now, but back right. then they were probably stunning. Like Braveheart's Wife in the Woods. Just, those were not good. Those but were... But those were, from the side, they had that teardrop shape you're talking about. Uh, that's not... Those were beat. <laughs> and she's young and pretty. Well, she's in the Scottish Highlands, like I didn't say she wasn't. <laughs> I, I I mean by Scottish Highland standards, good point. Yeah. I mean, you gotta think back in the day. Did you see the other find peasant, a good Did rack? you see the other peasant women in the village? He did fine. He did fine. Braveheart did just fine. I like how you call it's not, it's not, it's Braveheart. <laughs> like, it's, not, it's not a character. That's his name. If he was a Marvel movie, it would might be Braveheart, but his yeah. name was William Walls. Brave Braveheart did just fine. I haven't the even watched that movie in a long time. Uh, I've seen it. When I was a kid, it, it was recently. like the height of perfection in movie making. <laughs> you watch it now, and you're like, this is not great. We watched... Uh, and it's three hours. <laughs> you know? It's like not great and yeah. three hours. Yeah. But I remember the battle scenes when I was a kid. I was like, I, this is the greatest piece of film ever produced. <laughs> the running and the yeah. horses. I love watching it in retrospect because my mom used to get the... I don't know. We had these like extra special... Like, even back in the day, we had a VHS tape that had, like, uh, the making of on it. The Tartan edition. Right. I don't know. <laughs> and Spe Special edition for those with Scottish heritage. Braveheart. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
it was a making of, and the, all the extras that you see there for the big battle scene at Sterling and Falkirk and everything else, it's all Irish military guys. Mm. They were on, they were, I not, it was a volunteer thing, but they were legit units of Irish uh, army guys. Mm. So they would go through the tents every day, get muddied up, do their locks in the hair, get them all filthy, yep. give them swords. <laughs> Same thing for the ones that looked British. But, like, when you watched it now and you, in the little cutaways where the action stops with your primaries, with your right. mains. I mean, they're just flopping they're, It's so embarrassing because it's like it just looks like Emily and Taylor with a pool noodle, and they're not even yeah. trying. Yeah, it's they're, like, just, they're just, like, flailing at half speed. You can, I, if I had one night, we'll watch it. And there's just, <laughs> this, just there's these two guys in the background, and I'm like, how did this get through post? I'm serious. Yeah. Like, And how did the cameraman, how did your cinematographer not say, cut, hey, <laughs> Dickheads! Hey, it's not. It's not a ten. Yeah, Seamus Finnegan. Stevens. It's not. It's not a tickle contest. What the fuck, man? Am I need to drop your knees and suck his dick? Pick up a big fucking hammer and swing it at him. And you, three hundred men over to the left. I said half speed, not quarter speed. Jesus Christ. Anyways, <laughs> we're running out of daylight here. We gotta reset up for that scene where Braveheart hammers through the guy's helmet. No no wonder back, the Irish have never won anything. Jesus. You speak of Ireland. Yes, it's mine. It's mine. But it's not. Yeah, mine just doesn't My hold dad up. pointed that out to me when I was a kid. We had it on, you know, the double, double cassette VHS. He's like, when you fight scenes happen... Look at the peripheral actors. Like they're not even going at half speed. They're go- it's it's like they're going, Ugh! and just like just like like they're not they're not doing it. And There's just it's, one. Where it's it's like, two guys are just not. They're static. Yeah. They're standing there and they're just dink. Tink, just slamming swords, but it's, there's no action. It's like when you see Cousin Eddie's dick in Christmas Vacation. Once you see it, that's, that's the second. All, that's the second week. That really <laughs> resonates with you. I don't think Once you can you, use this metaphor of the Randy Quaid week. dick I'm gonna, every I'm gonna work every it week. Next week too. That's fine. Once you see it, like when that scene comes, like you, you're not like that's brave, those Braveheart scenes. You're it's like a magic trick. Your eye's supposed to be drawn to the action over here. Mm. This is the you know that's just fucking noise. But once you see, I, I think we're complaining, and I think what I said, what I will recognize though, it's really hard and expensive to make a movie, and it's really hard and expensive to make a big epic film like right. that. With, and the Irish military—they're not actors. They're not actors, and but I guess it's just like maybe that's if I was a film actor or a maker, filmmaker, mm-hmm. I, I would have to have like, look, guys, I'm not asking you to be Daniel Day Lewis, okay? Yeah. I don't need method actors out here, right? But. Have some fun with this. You're dressed just like a Highlander. You're dressed just like an English soldier. Yeah. You're all covered underneath the the, the, the production's health insurance. Yeah. If you get banged up, get banged up. But can you give me something so we can make the best possible <laughs> film here? Because here we are 20 years, 25 years later, yeah. talking about, man, that movie was great when I was 10. <laughs> I watch it now. Yeah. And one, it doesn't really have any great sex stuff outside of a busted tit in the dark. And she looked a little unwilling. I had some problems with that scene as I got older. You know, she's out there. One, yeah. it's the Scottish Highlands. And they're both like blowing. It's cold. Yeah. They're blowing that smoke. The oxygen, you can see it. And there she is. And she's just looking off into the woods like. Uh, <laughs> and then he just comes from behind her like, oh, Mel. Real Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. I'm Mel Gibson. <laughs> if Mel Gibson was a Nell. <laughs> I was going to say, 
say his wife, Freedom! his wife in that movie is kind of like a homelier Jodie Foster, if you think about uh, it. That's, that's a slight to that actress. <laughs> she doesn't look anything like Jodie Foster to me. I tell you, he was a home run hitter, and is still a very famous actress in France, I guess. I haven't seen her much over here anymore. Princess? Whew. Yeah. She was right up my alley. She, like, I, I in the, the, I don't know, the ethos of that movie, I don't know what the word is. I mm. was always confused, like, why does she just go after that dog? Like, she's always just, like, lovingly into Braveheart from afar. Like, she does. They, they, they dong fest. So they do? Yeah. I guess, I gotta, I guess it has been a while. She, he, they, they set up a trap for him, right. telling her that he, oh, she's there. Yeah. She tips it off. They yeah. meet in the woods. They fuck. And then later, she says that the baby growing in my belly mm. is not yours. Or to Longshanks, not yeah. your sons. Yeah. Well, because he was gay and he was in love with his mirror holder. Well, he was <laughs> until Longshanks put a, a, a 13th century ending That's true. out the window. That's true. No, but if I was, you know, and like, little, you know what? I'm royalty. I'm a little send word to Braveheart, and we're gonna run off. A little uh, fun, to fun fact for you, if you don't know this: uh, <laughs> Edward II, Longshanks' son, in that was indeed suspected of being homosexual. Hmm. I don't think it was suspected. What gave it away. <laughs> Not the movie. This was a long time ago. But when he did come to power, not just for that reason, but he was killed by his own uh, body, uh, his own guards and uh, uh, conspirators killed him. And to add insult to injury, they gave him the, uh, oh, fuck. What was the gay dude in Sopranos that ran off in Johnny Cakes and made love and worked for construction? Um, Val? Fuck me. Vito. Vito. Yeah. yeah, they went... He got full Vito treatment in real life. When they sort up the butt? They, they heated a hot piece of iron mm. in, a, in, a, in a kiln or whatever uh, blacksmith yeah. and shoved the hot end right up the old well, Jackson. While he was still alive or after they killed him? Pretty sure it was... They had done most of the deed and it was just insult to injury. But boy, that would have killed you real quick. Yeah, but well the thing is, like, what they're intending to do isn't going to happen because that's going to cauterize that hole. Well, that and it's just... <laughs> It's just gonna melt your body. It's like the process. If you if you're gonna go through with that, yeah. you're you're going to find that you I hate to tell you this, you might be a strong man, but you're gonna have to put some kind of spit, some kind of lubricant just to get the damn thing started up his up as Jackson. The, the These this Gina Davis thing, I am glad Lee isn't a home tonight. I'll say that because <laughs> remember we were talking about the dancing at the yeah. wedding? Yeah. I'm not really so much like Gina Davising out, yeah. but so much as it is like I need to get home pretty soon. Like, <laughs> I think I, I might have one slice, so I'm not too full if you get my meaning. Yeah. That was, uh, that's too much for the pot, maybe. <laughs> we always get so in. personal. Yeah. Stay in. No, I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gina Davis. No, we were talking about Braveheart and, <laughs> and the French guy getting his butthole. <laughs> not French. William II. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. No, what I was going to say is I still love the, I don't remember the line, but when Tony's pissed that nobody's earning... And he, and he basically says, like, maybe maybe all you need to start sucking some <laughs> And then, like, Vito. Oh, dude. Poor Vito. Just for the soprano side of it, you, you just knew where that character, you just knew it was never going to work, him going to Atlantic City and running girls. But when well, that I one really say, smart dude took out a loan from him right there at the grocery store, uh, got, like, 25K yeah. off him. And I got to say, though, it's got to be 10 it was. It's got to be two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. He's like, I understand. And when he's walking away, the dude's just fucking smirking because he knows. No, you're not gonna. I'm not gonna pay. You no, back. I'm not gonna pay you back. They're gonna, you'll be dead. Think yeah. about that thought. Like, if you're actually in a family, mm-hmm. and we all know what that I'm talking about. I, yeah. 
Don't you just have to be? None of these guys. I mean, they're all. We all know that typically they're dumb. One of them might kill you. It's just like, what a cold way to live. To know that I'm going to borrow twenty five k off this guy because I'm pretty sure that his they're going to kill this man. I'm pretty sure they're going to stick a pull cue up his ass. Up his ass after they beat him to death, and then I want you know no points on that. And then so (laughs) later on, three fifty large. Later on, when they they do find out, it's Polly making a sauce. He said, "Wish I had borrowed money off." And that same guy's in the rooms and just doesn't say anything, just yeah. sniggers, yeah. you know, just, uh, yeah. I wish I would have borrowed money. Yeah. Him. And they're fucking hugging at someone's wedding three episodes prior. <laughs> yeah. He was their mo- he was their biggest earner yeah. last season. If you want to start sucking some dick so I can earn, some, earn like Vito. Are you excited about this uh, Saints of Newark, whatever this thing is? I am, because I, I watched the show The Deuce, the mm. James, uh, what's you his name? You mentioned this. Anyways, I wow. watched the Deuce. Gandolfini? No. Um, young, younger, I can't think of his fucking name. I watched Suit of Deuce on HBO, and Gandolfini's son is a character on that show, and he's good in the show. Oh, Zom might be here. We're back. <laughs> and uh, Gallus Pizza has managed to get back in your good graces. Well. Went from, I'm going to have a slice to... I only hate the corners because they were really well done. You had a square. Uh, did I? You had a square. It was tw- still towards the outside. You started though. with a square because you added pepperoni to the square that you that you went with there. I went with the pepperoniless piece to save you that trouble, that hassle. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, sorry I, if I reached over and grabbed a pep. I don't, I don't care about that. I'm saying that's how I remember you having a rectangle. Listen, uh, five pieces. We'll do the pizza rating. We all we should probably have Instagram that photo of the pizza slice from Domino's last week. I think it should be out there. It's so bad that was. The galas tonight. It's it's the grease is the problem, it really is. It, it was a six five six five. That's an acceptable rating. What do, Not, you put what, a, what do you put a good antico slice at? Best I've ever had an antico slice was like you know. Eight three, eight four. You ever had a nine? Yeah. What was that? I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, we did. We don't need to rehash. Yeah. I've had some some pretty amazing slices at places you've never even thought of. We had an, mm. I had an account one time. The guy's a total dickhead. And uh, always a dick over phone or email. Mm. Then you meet him in person, and he went out like he was your best friend. He was this Italian guy <laughs> with this place up. He had a pizza, a pizza place up in the mountains mm. just north of Chattanooga. And I went up there one time to do like a one-off delivery for him. And he... He, would, I did the thing. He was like, "Yeah, you want a pizza?" And I was like, "Yeah," because I've I've known he built his own wood oven, hmm. which is, I mean, that's how you do it. Yeah, built it his own, and I was like, "I was like, just whatever you think, your best pie." I was like, "He was like, what do you want?" I was like, "You tell me, man. You you make these pies." He's like, yeah. "I got you," and it was just you know, for good fresh cheese, really good sauce, and not pancetta. Some kind of slim ham, mm-hmm. and it was. I didn't. I would. I had just eaten. Yeah. So I was like, I have dinner, you know. But then I was like, I have to try this while it's hot. Yeah. yeah and I. Some way to know. Yeah, and. Ate the whole I te- I te- no, but I texted the guy and I was like, hands down, one of the best pizzas I've ever had. The mm-hmm. the, the crust, perfection, crispy on the outside. And listen, I have a Hillowy. Olympic style rating system. All right, Hillowy. St- oh, dude, it was e- <laughs> it was easily a nine one, mm. and that's about the highest I can remember giving a pizza. <clears throat> I see. What do you give the Wing Ranch? 
on a wing on a wing rating. I, you know, they were really killing it for a long time. Yeah. And then I, I guess they just get. It's like I came in there so much, I never thought I'd have a problem. And I was like, I'm eating extra crispy, man. Like yeah. I know that means more time for me to wait and for you to cook. Yeah. But that's what got me here. Yeah. Y'all got me here on the extra crispy with that hot ass, as you don't like, yeah. pepper sauce. I don't like the pepper flavor. Uh, well, teach their own. It's incredible. And that's what got me to the Wing Ranch. Mm. Hence got you to the Wing Ranch. Yeah. Hence got Banks to the Wing, to the wing Ranch. Banks don't stock in the Wing Ranch. Yeah. So, um, at their best, when I was living in Brookhaven and there was just, like, I would, like you taught me how to, you know, open the boxes. Yeah. And they, Crack that lid. I got, oh, nice. A business call? It's not anybody I know. <laughs> Go to voicemail. <laughs> nobody, nobody that we actually know calls here after no. hours. But um, so, what do you give them? Like on their best day? Best day, eight six. Really? I would say on their best day, if I'm going to go into your scale, I'd give them a seven five. On their best day, a seven five. Yeah, and that's only now in hindsight. On their best day. Yeah. Wow. And it's not the for crisp. someone who has spent so much money there. It's not the crispy. It's the it's the quality of the chicken. Ever since I started making my own wings and buying. Oh. The chicken wings that I buy from the fresh market. Here we go. Forget the forget the sauce and everything. Just the just the quality of the meat. The last few times I got it, I was like, this chicken tastes like wild game <laughs> compared to the chicken meat that I buy at the fresh market. You, I mean, you sound such a bougie piece of it's, shit. It's though. it's just it's gamey chicken in, in comparison to what I can buy next door next door to my house. <laughs> You're, you've lost the plot. You don't like Peaky Blinders. And on their best day, a Wing Ranch wing is a 7.5. One, that's a Bush League rating. I'm 0.6 down from your 8.1 or whatever you said. That's a huge difference. On their best day, I said 8.6. You're okay. a full point and a half off. Yeah. I mean, on their best. I mean, I have seen you eat some, some Wing Ranch wings. And I have watched your face as you've, as you've bitten into one of those garlic numbers you like. What is it? The gold? It's uh, garlic parmesan and hot mixed together. Yeah. They're good. they're good. When they're good, they're good. But they've never, uh, I don't know, never broken eight for me. <laughs> well, I've had your wings. They don't break an eight either. You haven't had my wings. Yes, I have. When? I was out at your house. Did you, you not make wings? I'm pretty sure I had you've never, not The only people that have had my wings are Kristen, my mom, and my dad. Yeah, well, my mom likes, she says my wings are the best she's ever had. My mom says that my wings are the best she's ever it's had. It's time. <laughs> It's been long coming. This can be our Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair bullshit. I, you know what? I'll even let you have time to prepare so you can make sure you find the right kind of frozen wing to oven bake on the on the day of the challenge. Because I don't I don't want to win because you you know you, you didn't buy the you bought the ice glazed this time. That was the only option we had that day. ice frosted. But no no I, I have long ago determined exactly where to go to get my organic mm-hmm. Costco wings. Okay. And they're incredible. She'll have BPH judge. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm, look, I was wrong about the calamari. I might be wrong about this, but I don't. I don't think with the tricks I've learned over mm-hmm. the years, these things. One, they're amazingly tasty. Yeah. And I'm sure yours are too. But yours, mm-hmm. are, yours are fried. Yeah. Mine aren't. You can. I mean, just objectively, you can eat more of my product mm-hmm. and not be a fat piece of shit, because my my wing is probably like they say an average fried chicken wing is something like it's an insane amount of calories. I, mean, I think the average is 270 per wing. That's a lot because people eat 10. 
Yeah. A ten piece is like a small order for Banks or for you or for me. Yeah, so you're getting your there, day, I mean, and your listen, calorie count. Oh man, think about oh, let's do the math. <laughs> I used to go there on a Saturday. Two thousand seven hundred calories per wing. Uh, Factor in the French fries, the ranch, and the sweet tea. Which ranch is going on every wing, you're every fry? Three, you're breaking three. You're, you're, you're at four. You're at four. Four I bills. Might, four stacks here. I might be overestimating that two seventy. It might be one seventy. No, I think you're closer to it. <clears throat> but that's a lot of calories. Mine, half that. Maybe the less. The best wings I've ever had were at Choke E. Cheese. Choke E. Cheese. <laughs> you did well at the time. <laughs> Choke E. Cheese. I'm just saying, the pizza from Gala's... Okay, listen. Here, here's, what we, here's what we could do. If you could take their crust, make my red sauce, go to your fresh market, mm-hmm. and get high-quality mozzarella, and it's a little bit of parm, do it... Wow, that can't be right. That can't be right. 57 calories in a wing? You know, I seem to recall actually looking that up once, and depending on the sauce, the calorie count per wing is actually pretty low. Yeah, because it's just chicken on the bone. But But when you fry it, and then you add a buttery, almost every sauce in, in the land of chicken outside of the barbecue, maybe. There are 611 calories in six medium fried chicken wings. With no coating, skin eaten. It's mm-hmm. a lot. And you gotta think, I was going to the wing ranch. <laughs> That's like a hundred a wing. I was going down there on a Saturday and getting 20 extra spicy, extra hot. Pounding that shit down. Might as well drink the ranch right out of those little. I mean, <laughs> I look back on that now and I'm like, man, <laughs> no wonder that was like the fattest time of my life. I was like 239 pounds at one point when, I, when we lived in Brookhaven. The uh, fact that I was even when I bought my house, I weighed two seventy five. I lost fifty pounds by the you know within the first year. You were at two. I want to see pictures of two seventy five, Brent. That's about how big I was at your wedding. I was on the I was on my way there at least. Yeah, maybe. But the choky cheese. What we were getting to there is Gala's cheese is so shitty <laughs> that that's what brings that score down so much in because and sh- shitty cheese. Good, shitty in a good way. Also great pod material, but shitty cheese, you can always tell it's shitty. Two easy, easy things yeah. you can look at. New podcast Gr- game, shitty in a good way. Shitty in a good way. It's greasy as hell, it's yeah. the first sign. Yep. And then the chew on the cheese. Yeah, if true. you've got like this incredible, and I told you, I was like, this is the kind of pizza that would make me nervous with the kid. Yeah. Because this is the kind of cheese you can easily and choke that's on. That's when I said that's a good podcast character. The... the- <laughs> The perv who owns a, a children's a, a pizza well, chain called listen, Chucky Cheese. It's not the thing about Chucky Cheese is it's not a chain. It's an old Chucky e. Cheese <laughs> that he just doesn't want to change it's, too much. It's an old Chucky e. Cheese that the uh, yeah, that's the one Tootsie, that's the one Tootsie guy. Pop guy bought to try and lure kids into his establishment. I got my MBA when I was in the can. When I got out, I found out the town's Chucky e. Cheese had closed. Actually, I like this better. Come if on, we were down doing it, Chucky e. Cheese. Hey, this is Jopa. <laughs> I want you to come down this Saturday. I'm gonna be doing a signing at Chucky. No, wait. Chucky cheeses. Uh, I don't know anything about this. Oh, he's a diddler. I'm still gonna go. That's why they involved me. Yeah, that's pretty. That's all I get these days. I get diddle gigs. That's what we call them. <laughs> the title of the episode: <laughs> Diddle gigs. <laughs> Every time, and no, no Chucky e. Cheese opens. Excuse me, Chokies. Chokies <laughs> Cheese. Chokies Cheese. Every time they open one, I go down 
And I'm Joe Pa. <laughs> I, I feel bad That's when we do these because sometimes I'm like, you know, the whole legacy, 50, <laughs> 60 years at a place. He, de- yeah. he defined a university. Yeah. And now he's up there cutting the ribbon on Chokey you don't. You don't report. Well, he he did report yeah. to his boss. Yeah. You don't go to the police yourself with this information. And I know his family is probably like, you know, you don't see it, you don't hear anything about more Joe Pa. Mm-mm. This this guy that was everything because he was a diddler. And what's wild is <laughs> <laughs> Strike that. Don't want to get sued. Uh, Joe Paul was not a diddler. He's a uh, he turned a blind eye to diddling. Diddle by association? Yeah. I don't What's wild is we don't hear anything about Joe Pa anymore. Nothing. But the Catholic Church is still booming. Booming. I hear about the Pope all the time. <laughs> the guy fucked up the other day, and he, they, they, he and who I, has turned a bigger to, blind eye to be, kid diddling? Yeah. Joe Pa or the Church? No, no, that's not close. But Joe they, Pa does a lot of the cocoa. Pope has a social media. I don't clearly doesn't control it, but they created. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what this is, but they made new saints. They've chosen sainthood for five new people. It falls in good to my just atheism in general. It, in my opinion, it's all caca make them up bullshit. Yeah. And now they're like, hey, let's make up some more caca make them up bullshit. Man, I need to get out of here. Let's add to, ooh, I put it on Elvira just for Man. Halloween tits. Like just, This shit is just so doesn't work these days. <laughs> it just doesn't. Can you imagine Elvira now? She's still out. She's still doing her thing. She still makes appearances. Uh, it's kind of like watching Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan pretend to have a wrestling Elvira match. In real life, I'd go see Elvira. In real life. That's the question. Let me ask you this: What would get you out of Chokey Cheese's? <laughs> Just kidding. And into Elvira's. And tits. into Elvira's tits. Well, no. Is there someone? Because you think it's Ric Flair for me. It's not. Mm-hmm. But that if you found out they were going to be in Atlanta for Dragon Con, is there anyone that would? Induce you to buy a ticket, take the girls, dress up the girls, and go get a picture. Well, if you introduce them, I'm going to be thinking through the lens of who they would be excited to see. And only that. I could find I'm just saying, if you were going to go to Dragon Con, I would. you're not you're not going to take the girls. I, I there's not anybody that I can. Nobody leaps to mind, so I have a feeling it would take some time to think of someone. And even uh. then, I might be like, eh, but even then, I wouldn't want to deal with the fucking shoulder to shoulder bullshit of Dragon Con. There's no. There's nobody I want to see bad enough. It's like it's like the year my brother-in-law took me and Kristen to see Third Eye Blind and mm-hmm. then asked for money to pay for the yeah, tickets yeah. and then turned it into our Christmas gift that year. <laughs> Which is arguably the greatest troll of all time. But When I heard the tickets were $150 a piece, I said to Kristen, I said, there's not a band in the world that I want to see bad enough to spend $150 per ticket to go see them live. And if there was, I can sure as fuck tell you Third Eye Blind isn't it. Mm-hmm. Um, point being, like, the clusterfuck of Dragon Con, like, the only way I would go to Dragon Con is if I was able to stay at one of the hotels that's down there within walking distance and knew at all times I have a place I can go back to to piss and shit and refresh myself. Mm. Like... When we lived in the city, I loved going places because I knew I could hop home real quick if I needed to take a dump. <laughs> when I was like 16 and you would go to Little Five and everybody's like, no, you can't use the bathroom. At some point, you're like, fuck, what are you supposed to do if you're down here all day loitering the way we are and you like need to take a shit all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. I, the, just the whole idea of Dragon Con makes me uh, uncomfortable. Interesting. So there's no, there's no one I want to go see bad enough to weather that storm. No. 
I don't think so. <clears throat> like, there's plenty of celebrities that I'd like to meet. Hmm. But I don't know. I've met some. And what about what about what about like um, what's that actress with the ribs you like so much? Karen Knightley. No. <clears throat> the one with the oh, Eastern Emily, Ra- Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah. No, I don't need to meet her. I've seen her naked on the internet. I don't. I don't need to meet her in real life. What, what are we going to talk about? Like, hey, I've seen your boobs before. <laughs> You feel like Dennis when they wipe the makeup off him on D-Day. <laughs> Am I upsetting you? <laughs> we have to we have to we have to hurry up and do this because it's my turn to shit. It's my turn to shit. <laughs> I mean, when you think about like like fill in the blank any hot naked girl you've seen on the internet, like hey, you want to meet her? Like to talk about what? Like hey, I'm. Uh, I like your boobs. My cousin. Doesn't You're on my laminated list of women I'm allowed to sleep with. That's not my wife. My uh, my cousin doesn't think you're hot because your ribs show in some of your pictures. <laughs> it not says she's not hot. I just think he thinks you're gross. I compared if if choosing between Alexandra Daddario, mm-hmm. that's not it's an easy decision for me. Would you would you would you go through the slog of Dragon Con Dragon Con Dragon Con to meet Alexandra Daddario? No. No, but I, I do want to go. I have a desire to, to to see it. I would like to go, but you know, I would want to set parameters like staying at a hotel that's within five city blocks of the action. I don't see what your problem is there. There's plenty of nice bathrooms spread throughout the, the places where I they have. Know, maybe it's just the crowd in general. I don't know. I mean, big big crowd. And I, I don't like to plan my days around if there's a possibility I have to shit. I'm pretty regular, and if, but if I have to have a situation, I can shit in a public restroom. It's just not that serious. I just I like to have a home base nearby for any and all purposes. It don't even have to be shit. You can just be standing at Dragon Con and some dickhead accidentally spills coke on you. Right. It's like fuck. And if, if your nearest change of clothes is in fucking Alpharetta, Georgia, it's like god damn it, I gotta walk around with fucking Coca Cola. <laughs> That could happen anywhere. It could happen anywhere. That's my point. But if you're staying, if you have a if you have a home base that's close by, you're like, it's fucking cool. I'll go change real quick. I'll be right back. I mean, I like the idea of having a home base nearby. I understand. You you don't do well outside. The Halloween outside. parade in Little Five was always awesome because we lived right up the street. We could fucking <sighs> walk there. Sorry, dude. I got a great side shot of Vira. Oh man, they they really cast some weird fucking dudes for this film. Well, that's part of part of the movie. Part of part of the way the movie works, I'm still thinking about it. I don't I don't know who I would. I don't think there's anybody I want to meet so badly that I would go and pay for their autograph too. On top of that, like, what what, what kind of value are you going to get in that kind of meeting? I would much rather a scenario where, kind of like your dad and Vince Vaughn. Where, yeah, it just happened into it. Like I'm just somewhere, and a dude like says, "Hey, cool jacket. You can turn look. Oh, thanks. Holy shit, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. <laughs> hey man, I know you voted for Trump and all, and it's totally cool. Bone but Tomahawk, bone tom- bro. Dude, your mustache gives me a boner. S. Scott Zoller. Am I, are we right? I mean, S. fuck. S. Craig Zoller. What I mean, the what fuck? The fuck? <laughs> Santa Claus, you're awesome as a Santa Claus. I, I did tell you that Golden Han's uh, still really hot, by the way. I, I just, there's a friend of mine at work who's a, she's a big fan of those of horror films in general, and I told her months and months ago about Bone Tomahawk, and then she it was just so funny because when I got on Netflix one night or Amazon Prime, don't remember which. It's it on was, Prime right now. It, yeah, it was on Amazon Prime then. It was on the first. It was on that like new editions, so it like popped up Bone Tomahawk. Now I know it's October, and I get it. But I saw it, and the next day, she's like, hey, I watched Bone Tomahawk last night with my boyfriend. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I was like first on the queue. She's like, yeah, yeah, I saw it pop up, and I remember you said something. And I was like, and? She's like, 
I mean, it's not the most fucked up thing I've ever seen, but fuck, that was pretty gruesome. <laughs> I was like, yeah. What's up? Just the, the tits. The tit yeah. shots in Elvira. They're just one after the other. And they're. How many do. How many, like, poor schleps did she have to be like, get out of my fucking face? I'm not going to. We're not going <laughs> to fuck, as, and I'm not going to dress like Elvira. You know what I'm saying? What's funny is, like, oh. that part of the Elvira character is dealing with dickheads. Yeah. Like, because her character throughout the movie and the TV show, she, like, that's part of the shtick, is I've put my tits out, they're going to get <laughs> ogled, and now now she's pressing them on her windshield. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> we might need to wrap this up. <laughs> gotta wrap one. Gotta, gotta go... I have uh, one of those, like, uh, dates I'm always telling you about. <laughs> You know, with kids, you gotta you gotta yeah. schedule shit. I had a question. I don't know how thought provoking this will be for the podcast, but I had a question come to mind the other day that I thought I'd run by you. It's important that I clarify this is not a jab at anyone <laughs> who smokes, but it's a question. Nicotine in general, I suppose, because I've been addicted to it twice before. Do you think the people who smoke cigarettes, and I don't mean like got a little tipsy at a wedding and had four American spirits. I mean, someone who like buys a pack a day and goes through it. Yeah. Do you think people who smoke cigarettes, our smokers, are genuinely happy people? I'm sure there's plenty of gen- genuinely happy smokers. Yeah. Not not like has happy days, has happy moments, ha- but are genuinely happy. <coughs> the question being, can you be a genuinely happy person? <laughs> That's just absurd. It is. Dropping a hot dog on those titties. <laughs> If you're physically and psychologically addicted to a substance that is killing you, I, I get it. That's the question. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm a happy-ish guy. <laughs> but it, what I guess what it leads to the question I had prior to is, when do you suppose the last time in America or just society in general that there were legitimately happy cigarette smokers? And my question, what my thought was like, well, when we were. Too stupid to realize how poisonous it was. Well, when they were doctors were prescribing them. Yeah, because like I was watching TV. A camel a day keeps the doctor away. I was watching some TV and like it's like a dad Christmas morning in a robe, cup of coffee, kids are playing with the new airplane, Santa brought them, cigarette in hand, no big deal. Yep. And if you juxtapose that with modern times, be like, ugh, go outside, you're smoking around <laughs> your kids. And it's like, what are you smoking for anyways? Like, don't you want to be around longer for them? Like, you know, and then all those, like, modern questions come up. And it's just like, I don't know. Like, part, you know, I, it all started because I saw this dude who was doing road work outside smoking a cigarette. And he just looked miserable. Well, he's doing road work outside. <laughs> I know, but the cigarette accentuated it. I'm sure. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if anybody who smokes now, knowing what we know about it, is really happy or if they're coping in some way. Have a look at the town square here and tell me if it looks familiar. It's the Back to the Future town square. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same. It's the exact same. And there's just uh, vampire tits. More tits. Is that what she is? No, she's just a mistress of the dark. She's like an extension of Morticia Adams, Vampira, Elvira. They're all kind of one and the same. I think she, Elvira is one of those things that only worked in the South. Well, I'm pretty sure she's based in L.A. She was a groundling with Pee Wee Herman. All that being said, <laughs> Elvira was on late nights when I was a kid in the South. I think it was just one of its... I don't know. She's fucking sexy, though. Does Matt and Perth know who Elvira is? Let's find out. I doubt it. Right. I, I would say I, I doubt it. If we said, without having, you know Googling, do you know who Elvira is? And he'll let us know. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Do you need the whole name? I mean... When people just ask my point, I if I said Elvira nude the other day, if, if I, I saw said, a lot of Elvira's naked. Really? Yeah. 
Can we? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did tell you, if you Google Elvira nude, you end up seeing photos yeah. of the actress. Well, that's fine. Because this is a first for me. This is a big moment in my life. That's the one thing I've never Googled. Can you think about that? I don't know. Oh. So, so this is fan art. That's right? fan art. That's bullshit. <clears throat> but that's her. In a 1970s Playboy spread. Buddy, that is... Um, that's Elvira. That's a long one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's not a bad photo. No, she's very pretty. And her tits are very lovely. How? Oh, that's not that's real. Not, that's that's not, not real. real. That's yeah. not real. That's real. Okay, here's the thing, though. It's not like... Right. One, you know, I get it. 70s, a lot of fur. That's not real. But... That is a long... She's playing with it. That's a long cooter. It's like... (laughs) It's tough to say where the butthole begins. That's a good picture. It's real. It looks like it's been doctored. I mean, she's sexy. Oh, wow. They really went a long way with that one. That... I'm telling you, bro. that That thing has, like... You just can't see the bottom of it. I mean, you're used to modern porn where they bring their legs up a little bit further and show you the stop and start. Like you just, she's she's not rolling her hips back. You're used to seeing butthole when you see a vagina uh-uh. in, in your porn. I think is what we're learning here. No, I'm just saying that's a particularly. <sighs> sorry, Elvira's long vagina. I said earlier that this episode needs a, a modem Joe Taint moment, and I think we just found it in. I'm just saying, it's a long. It's like keeps going. You mean the 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 groove from? It's a vagina. We all know what these things are. I'm just saying. Well, to be clear, the vagina is the hole. Yeah. You're referring to the. Oh, we're gonna get all biological. You're referring to the hatchet wound. Yeah, I am. <laughs> It's just. Well, there's a lot more pictures. I didn't see all these. Yeah, and she has amazing breasts. And she's, I mean, I like her as a redhead, 100%. Uh, um, It's just a lot of vagina, to use the Austin Powers term. (laughs) It's a big boy. I just feel like if you were taco choring that, it's. Okay, here's the thing it's a a taco burrito. That thing. All right, so homework for the uh, the devoted <laughs> listeners. If you're if you're a devoted listener to the show and you're part of the text thread, go ahead and Google Elvira naked. See if you agree with the laugh man that she has a long. <laughs> it's not like the first one I've ever seen. They exist. The big old hatchet wounds. I'm just saying this one's particularly long. I mean, look at that. It just. I mean, you just don't see the bottom of it. The hair doesn't help. No, I mean, if yeah, if she were if she were shaven. These fake ones. Oh, wow. These, These fake ones are well, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, now we're getting... So this is what I was saying. If you just Google Elvira naked, eventually you get into Ukrainian teen porn. Yeah, this is getting weird. <laughs> oh. It's not Elvira. That girl looks way too young. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> we're getting it close. Oh. You can see the bottom of that one. Well, you can. <laughs> and that's uh, that's quite the brown eye. Sporting All right, there. so also for the regular... <laughs> Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Don't stop scrolling. Oh, that she's lovely. She got freckles. Wow. Elvira Loy. Anybody wants to see oh. what we're talking about now? Oh, can you can we isolate? Oh, see that that one's not long. <laughs> see how that has a starting point and a stopping point. <laughs> Short vagina long. Vagina. <laughs> oh wow! Really, is that Amy Winehouse? <laughs> I don't know, but somebody put that cock in Elvira. That is. The Oh, that's just a that's just a. Tip. That's you know what that was. That was you putting Riley's asshole back in. 
<laughs> what this is is someone grabbing a dick and, and pulling it, it backwards. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm so glad you're you're working through these photos. Oh, there, there, it's nice. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. Just, well, we don't know where we're gonna find now. It's this like, is what this pod has turned into. It's like potato chips. Oh, come on. Just that's <laughs> that's lazy now. Now we're just getting lazy. Just dong. <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> This this doctor Elvira report is fucking ridiculous. Oh that's, no, go back. That's kind of what she looks like now. Yeah, it still hit it. Long vagina or all. <laughs> she looked. It just sounds bad, but she looks like she'd have old lady breath. Oh, she's cha- <laughs> that's a chain smoking Elvira right there. <laughs> Maybe that's why old ladies that smoke keep smoking because they know at least I'll just have cigarette breath <laughs> and not like halitosisy old lady breath. Yeah, I'm sure that's the thought process. <laughs> I oh, thought it through. Man, man that's... She, I mean, she's she's looking fine, I guess. L- hold on. Go up. No, keep going. Maybe down. All right, fuck this. This is getting weird now. I wonder how old she is. What's her name? Cassandra something. Maybe she's going to do Elvira, though. Yeah. Elvira. 68. Cassandra Peterson. Man. That's what she looks like. Oh, that's with a filter. That's a filter. That's definitely with a filter, but that's not. It's more natural. Dude. Without the makeup, I mean, she mean. Dude. That is a 65-year-old. Well, I'm not going to sit here and say I do the fucking. I get a feeling she'd be doing all. She'd be doing her, whatever she wants to do. This is a good, this is, it's kind of an, she's just an extension of this horror trope. Yeah, I get it. She's not a vampire. Well, we can wrap it up with Elvira and the and the and and to say that enjoy your own trip down the rabbit hole of Elvira nude on Google. It's so, it's so funny. Can you imagine like when they were when they're building the Google search engine all those years ago, and they're saying that they have such high minded really, high you ideals. Put the naked pictures of Elvira. Should we leave them off? I don't know. You think anybody's gonna look? Somebody oh. might look. How many have looked? 8,750 in the first 10 seconds. Oh, yeah, go ahead and put them up, but make sure you work in a Ukrainian teen. <laughs> Show the fan art with the huge dicks. <laughs> Jeez, she's got a really long vagina. Have you guys ever noticed this? Hey, we're getting that one where it's just a dick being pulled backwards. <laughs> Throw it in. Why? Why not? Here, listen. There's a skit idea. Because you know it's absurd. Yeah. Like, there's a back room at Google where there's just... Deci- yeah. <laughs> There's just the ones. What else can we think of that someone might search? Are you think anybody ever wanted to see Michelle Pfeiffer naked from Scarface? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Hey, on that note, let's get some more blow. <laughs> the Google, the Google research team, always hard at work. She's got what I call cocaine tits. <laughs> Oh, and shit. Out, people keep scrolling long enough, eventually they see a picture of shirtless Burt Crusher. This is where it gets weird, too. Women that were actually named Elvira. Like, I'm looking at Elvira Whalen over here. This is, looks like this is from a. Uh, like, look at Elvira Esparza Rodriguez with her glamour shot. <laughs> now, listen, hear me out. That's someone's mother and grandmother. <laughs> and it popped up on an Elvira. Elvira nude. And you have to stroll through fan art with dicks. Uh, actual photos from her in the 70s with huge vagina and bush. And then you get, you know, five minutes. You're, you're really far too long into this thing. You find someone's mother, Elvira Esperanza Gomez, 
from a glamour shot that she had made 10 years ago. Oh, Vigna? Oh, you're just really trying to... That first one is the Telltale, right there. This one? Yep. That is a long vagina, well, bro. Well, just her, her labia majora and her butt cheeks are, like, equally puffy. Okay, if I had a laser pointer... I'll do it this way. <laughs> it's not a visual for anyone else but you. Look, we're going to... I moved over to the studio. We, we're starting here. <laughs> you can see the little man in the boat almost. You, yeah. have, to, you have to look through the hair, of course, <laughs> but... You can, you can see it. So I'm talking like I wish we had a scale. Like a map down here. <laughs> we'll put it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we'll throw this up on Instagram. <laughs> but, I mean, you can clearly tell this is a three-inch vagina. <laughs> you know? This is like... if a three-incher. I told you, if you're doing a taco chore, you feel like, I should probably be near an asshole by now, but I'm not. I'm not even at the end. <laughs> you know? And by the time you end up back here, you're spitting out a lot of hair again. <laughs> kind of something to keep in mind. But, oh, hold on. Go back. How, what just... Th- this is just porn. <laughs> that, how is, how does this search that we look for Elvira vagina? Well, look at that fatty old loose twat zoomed in featuring Euro Cougar. <laughs> how in the fuck? The guys down in the room right now are laughing their fucking asses off. Hey, check it out. If you add vagina to the Elvira search, we're looking this fat Euro Cougar. <laughs> There's just, hey, there's that blonde girl just shoving a dick down her mouth. That looks like Elvira has a tight asshole. Yeah, that works. <laughs> what about this, this shirtless guy in red shorts? Yeah, why Yeah, not? sure. I mean, Morgan. cool. Oh, see, now that, now, that's, th- a, that's a normal vagina. <laughs> see, that one is an inch, that's an inch and a halfer. Yeah, that's, a, okay. You know? Oh, oh no. Jeez. Oh, no. Is, is, this, a real is this the horror? Is this the horror aspect of tonight? Because some of these coot shots. What the fuck is that? A Jessica Rabbit doll. 100%. Oh, man. Yeah. Some of the stuff that we have access to purchase is, is getting... Oh, she's cute, but that's too much. Again, we're getting into the diddle phase here. Oh, God. These close-ups of the fat Euro vagina are no good. Uh, if you keep going, you... Yeah, you and McGregor holding a lightsaber. Jesus with a lightsaber. <laughs> I'll be your Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, look at this! Look at the tubby chaser that was right underneath it. No, one more, one more, one more. Go back. Let me go to my computer work. (laughs) Now I'll have to scroll too far. Oh, there. Oh no! Oh man! (laughs) I was looking at the tubby down here, coming down right. Yeah, what is this? Archive of old women. Elvira. It's like cow udders. <laughs> Look at that face. You know that the belly, there's a lot of belly when you lay on it and you can still see it. <laughs> I'm glad we did this. Maybe the show should just become us googling dirty things and laughing at them. Forget moving. I'm still more, I'm still more entertained by the completely unsexual stuff. Like this poor lady over here, Elvira Kurt. And the funny girls, she looks like a nice lesbian, you know? <laughs> and then she's, if she ever apparently, was... She, apparently, she seems like she's probably a stand-up comedian. She's yeah. famous. These are, these are professional photos. Yeah, she's got, she, she's got like a Tig Notaro thing and going she's on. One, she's one over and down from there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, someone, some sick person that knows her is like, and there's David Beckham, by the way. Because yeah. why not? Why not? Why not? The guys down in the, in the Google room have really lost the plot. With some ultrasounds. <laughs> Rectovaginal endometriosis. <laughs> Is that your routine again? Oh, stop putting her up there. Because that, that's, that, I mean, can I be honest? When I see stuff like that, 
Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's uh, it's bad, but like I kept thinking, like, is sex, has she been sex trafficked? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, well, I mean, what, we think about all the porn you've watched personally. What are the odds you've seen someone that's picture. been sex trafficked? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Oh it's, no, there is a nasty old coot on the screen. We need to. We're, I'm done. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I'm, I'm done. One. That's a bad that's one. A bad I'm one. done, man. Because there's Fastbender to wrap it all to bring it all together. <laughs> oh, there he is. He's there saying that he's got a huge cock. So it's ten celebrities with colossal crotch rockets. He's off to uh, he's off to make his love child with uh, with Henry Cable. Oh my God. Well, you know. You let's let's leave it there, and we get a penguin, no less. Yeah, a Danny DeVito from. A dick reaction. Oh my gosh. Some. Oh, yeah, <laughs> FaceSittingMoms.com Amateur Mill. We're giving all kinds of information Ooh. out tonight. So now Viral looking like doing a dong. Whoa. Doing a dong. Oh, let's pull up a few more of those stills, if you would. <laughs> if you can I mean, get a name, that would be... You know what? Just based on what I'm seeing, I'm going to guess it's Larkin Love. And you actually know this person? That's well, a porn star that I've seen before. Well, I'm a big fan. I'm not surprised that we didn't just go direct to the source and and see. Um, is it Larkin Love? Am I? Oh, you're going right to the source. Like I'll I said, just Google it. Pornhub. Yeah, it Larkin Love. Interesting. Yeah, she's a she's a busty milf porn actress that does like this kind of stuff. Cool. Good horror, to know. Horror stuff. Do it that way, <coughs> with your Elvira uh, fantasy, fantasy and all. For sure. Well, d- enjoy this before I get into the tit cup. Uh, it's got it all. Um, enjoy. I want to say enjoy your search. Make sure that you're on a computer that you don't much care about. Um, not like at a work situation. I know. we got to go throw this in the dumpster. Yeah, you need a new computer now. Just off that one vagina alone. Oh, yeah. Some of those vaginas were... Well, we know what we're dealing with. They were aggressive. Our, our, our organs are not... Not pretty to look at. So, anyways, yeah, those of you who are really devoted to give, Elvira, give, give Elvira. I'm interested to see if MP knows who Elvira is, and I'm interested to see what our text group thinks of uh, Cassandra Peterson's long vagina. <laughs> it's long. Elvira's I mean, long vagina. Elvira's long vagina. Captain Long Long John Silver's. So right, well, uh, let's. Uh, WFUCK. Yeah. Bam. Stay tuned for traffic and weather. We got sports with Skip Skip down there, but not really. Not really. We need to next, we got the soundtrack to Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. <laughs> Elvira. <laughs> Holla. <laughs> Shit. <laughs>